0: I mean, hold on, Chris Burton, Tim's cousin, nephew, niece, something like that. Okay. Anyway, today I have Chris Burton again. You guys might know him from uh, being woke as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> or what's the deal with Twitch? Let's we'll just skip all the introduction shit.
1: Uh, Twitch, Twitch yeah. is Twitch is dopest shit. It's like its own little fucking corner of the internet where you just, you know, you can stream yourself fucking playing games. You can stream yourself just. Talking to people, you can stream yourself, like, walking around in public being a nuisance. Like...
0: Yeah. And then, uh, pull that mic a little closer. To your oh, face my bad. Right. No, there it, we go. A little further back now. That's too close. <laughs> a little... Cl- no, I'm just fucking with you. That's good. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, so you talked to me the other
1: day about Twitch, like, you just hit the thing where they pay you or whatever, but it's not much. You gotta be a lot of time. I mean, Can't, it's not... You just hit a thing and they pay you. It was, like, subscriptions we're like... No,
0: I'm saying you hit the thing. Like, enough people subscribed or whatever. Oh, There's yeah. Like I feel a, it, like, yeah. A, like a tier. Yeah. That that you, so... Level. How do I get to that without using Twitch?
1: Um <laughs> Can I have you do it for me? <laughs> I mean I I could, but like it, it takes like a minimum of like 30 days, you know? Uh you over a 30-day period, your average viewer needs to be three, and then you need to have fifty followers, and then a certain amount of uh hours streamed, and then after that they let you start giving they let people start giving you money.
0: And then what's the thing you told me about that uh I could stream to Twitch and Instagram and oh uh, and TikTok all at once?
1: Through like the service I use, I don't stream on multiple things, but the service I use that provides that, it's called OBS or Streamlabs OBS. It allows you to uh stream on Twitch, to YouTube, to Facebook and then through like all at one time. Yeah, all at, like one stream getting sent up to a big fucking cloud right. and from that cloud to and all And then all do the they charge platforms. for the service? Uh yes, but it's not too bad. It's like 10 bucks a month.
0: Oh, I can't be doing that. <laughs> I gotta get money with no money. That's the thing. You gotta get I money mean, with, no, with money. no money. All right. So it takes money to make money. I don't wanna make money. From
1: actually. riches to riches. Let's get it. Right.
0: <laughs> I wanna I wanna go from from current to more, but not I don't wanna spend anything. Uh, I have issues. Well
1: you're SOL, but I'm, I'm sure there's probably some other services. I mean, there. I could probably
0: that. just like get like six apprentices and have six phones. Exactly. And then use their phones. Say, hey, log into your shit. Uh, put all six, (laughs) this one's logged into YouTube. This was logged into Twitch. Uh, Anyway, we talked about what we were going to talk about. And as always, I said, I don't fucking know. And then you said the death penalty. So you want to get straight to it? Yeah. You you
1: said you're convinced you're going to change my mind on the death penalty. I'm convinced
0: I will change your mind. I don't get the death penalty, but, um, okay. So give me an example of a situation where you think a person should for sure get the death penalty and we can make it as heinous as we want or you could just say they did really fucked up, you know.
1: I mean like it's just it's just a baseline of whenever someone is has done something so absolutely horrible that they cannot you know, uh be, I want to say be they can't forgiven. Be redeemed. They, yeah, they can't redeem themselves and then there's no rehabilitation out there that can make them fit to function in our society. So if we just stick them in prison for the rest of their life, like right. They're it's just going to be a drain on resources.
0: And it's worse for them. I mean, I would argue like on your side to start this before I start telling you why I think that's not correct. Uh, I would say like locking me in a cage or killing me. If I'm for sure guaranteed cage for the rest of my life, the best thing I'm going to get is letters. Just kill me now. Like that's fine. I don't think it's inhumane to, to have the death penalty. I don't think it's fucked up like compared to the alternatives we have. But I just have a problem with sentencing somebody to life or the death penalty for something with like really shitty evidence, like fingerprints. Fingerprints are not, there's never been a scientific proof that fingerprints are actually unique to one individual. Like that's what we're made to believe, right? Mm -hmm. Fingerprint analysis is usually done by a person that was trained by a person before them that was trained by a person before them. They're not scientists. They're just like regular cops. Like CSI says they send it off to this cool ass lab and there's a computer. It's literally just somebody looking at two pictures and going, yeah, they look about the same. I see this spot in this spot and they just need like a few, which are very objective by the way, but a few points of, I think the word they use is commonality, but they just need like three or four points where they look the same. And then they can say, yeah, for sure this fingerprint matches and what it actually usually does is when they go, "Hey, we got mountains of fucking evidence we can't use." I know this guy did it. Can you just say the fingerprints match? Then they just say, "Yeah, I got you, man." Like if you're sure they and they look close. Now I'm sure if they looked completely different.
1: I mean, you can't just say like, "Okay, this guy's fingerprints kind of link up to the ones that are at the crime scene, so it's got to be him," even though like there's nothing else tying him. Like if 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 they're a suspect, and then like out of all the suspects, fingerprints this guy has a little fucking, the loop in the middle that yeah. looks like a penis, like... Yeah, if they then, were already a suspect, then then It's agree. safe to say, like, it, like he, yeah, he did it. And yeah. if it's something, like, absolutely fucking rancid, like, uh, like uh, pedophilia or some shit like that, like, a serial...
0: I don't think usually they catch them with fingerprints. <laughs> kitty fiddler. I know, this <laughs> is just... Usually they, they get a terabyte hard drive and they go, holy <laughs> fuck, bro. I
1: know, but this is just an example, like, does a person who does something like that, like... Deserve the privilege that is like you know like life like yeah
0: yeah until we can prove they did it yeah no like
1: hundred percent like like if there's never looking, been
0: a hundred percent case like I agree with you if I can you prove, walk in the dude
1: is nuts deep and like that's a that's a you
0: shoot him on site you don't fucking go through the court can't, process then
1: then that's against the use of force of uh the police no it's not no there's eight preconditions. Uh, for use oh, of force hold on for, on. Police, yeah. for police, maybe. Yes.
0: I don't know police rules. For a civilian in the state of Oklahoma or Texas, if I see you actively endangering and harming somebody, and I feel like it's a situation where the only way to stop you is to kill you, I have the right to kill you. Like it's it's pretty fucking vague. Like I've read through this because somebody uh, in Wichita Falls got in a situation like this after they passed this law, and he thought he was going to go to prison. He didn't give a fuck. Like. He walked in on somebody being raped. He shot the rapist uh, multiple times. And then like even my take on it was I was like, I don't think you can legally like, like I think you could probably beat the shit out of the guy. And like people would be like, that's cool. And I think you should shoot the guy. But I don't know like how you're going to define that in court as like we know for sure this was she was continually being harmed. And they have a law in Texas that's so fucking loose that it's basically just like if two people that were there were like, yeah, he was fucking shit up. Like, they'll just say, yeah, it's fine. Now, I, I know there's a lot of, like, gray in that. But if I walk in the house and something's happening to one of my children, I don't really care about the repercussions at that point. I will fucking shoot you. So it's it's that's different because I can see it with my eyes and I can still tell you. I would put myself, if I think I can see what you're doing right now, like I would go, this is a thing most people hate about me, but I would say right now I am 98.5% sure that you're in this room.
1: I'm not 100. You could totally be fucking hallucinating. I You're really could be. Talking and I always like leave
0: that little 1% or 2%, depending on what it is, chance. But on my 99, I'll fucking kill somebody.
1: Like, I, somebody's going to clip that. <laughs> it just says, I'll fucking kill somebody. With my 9 and, like, like obvious <laughs> Dude, fucking audio like, split, I'll fucking kill like somebody. Like the
0: Daniel Tosh <laughs> intro with... Have you seen that? Yes, no. Barack Obama does, like, the... The the thing where they tell you, like, don't try to repeat things we saw in the show. It's like kind of like the one they had on Jackass where it's like, hey, all this shit we're doing are stupid stunts. Don't submit videos. Don't mm-hmm. attempt these things. But they have Barack Obama saying it in the worst, like deep fake cut up bullshit ever. But anyway, give me a, a let's go back to the scenario. So what is the law for a police officer what eight things do they have I'm to sorry, have? I'm sorry,
1: I meant three. Uh, you it, said eight. Yeah, I, and I was going to get mixed up with my work because. Oh, okay. Uh, assets, vital, national security, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, <laughs> but for. Don't say what you did. <laughs> but for, for police, like for normal yeah, police. Yeah, not it's, you. It's, it's called. Uh, You're not police. We don't want to say anything about that on it's, here. It's COI, is what's pronounced. Like, uh, the acronym for it is K-O-I. It's, uh, Intent, Opportunity, and. In, something else. It begins with a C. Fuck, I can't remember it. That, uh, of hurting someone. Uh-huh. Then, then you can use like deadly force on them. That, that's always what I've heard. Okay. So let's say you walk in the house. Is it cause? I
0: don't know. Let's not get into the technical shit. You're going to Google it. Let's say you walk into the house and I have one hand around my wife's throat. She's up against the wall and she looks like she's about to die. How do you know that's not our thing? also if it is our thing or if it's not our thing and you for sure like you know she's being harmed like can you shoot me at that point because i'm
1: trying to kill somebody i mean yeah in defense of others I think yeah you most definitely can well i mean i'm i have a lot of issues
0: with the idea of like the law that says you can shoot somebody while they're harming or whatever i think it's a great idea i think if i think you should shoot somebody if they're fucking your kid definitely just shoot the person it's fine but I'm really curious about the psychology behind it. Like how traumatized is a kid already when you get there versus when
1: you kill the person Yeah.
0: versus when they see their dad not kill the person.
1: Like there's three scenarios that all suck. So like yeah, like imagine just like them in therapy like a few years down the road. Oh, fucking the rest like, of your life. Imagine that the opening sentence being, A, I got raped as a kid or B, I got raped as a kid and my dad shot him and the body landed on me. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's fucked up. Like, yeah, you, I guess you would take... We'll try to take the kids' uh, life in consideration there. But uh, I feel like realistically, like, you'd probably just want to, like, force the person off of them. And then, like, maybe maybe when the kids ran off, like, pop a few in them. so I
0: say I would shoot a motherfucker immediately. What I honestly think would happen is I would, like, I don't think I've ever heard of a child molester that I think I couldn't beat the shit out of. Like, they're usually weak bitch ass motherfuckers from what I've seen. So I'll go one handed choke this motherfucker to death, but I'm going to like, let uh, I'll hold them and be like, Hey, go to your room, call the police, take my phone, whatever. And then I'm just going to like squeeze a little tighter once they're in the room and just fucking squeeze that last little bit yeah. out of them. Then I'll, no, <laughs> then I'm going to let it out and I'll be like, Hey, guess what, bitch? <laughs> and they'll fucking. I would be, it would be really fucked up. Like, I know there's like a torturous demon thing in me that would come out for that scenario. And I know that the smartest thing to do for the psychology of the kid long term would be to not let them see that person die, but also definitely not to not jump in and save them. Because like the one thing as a father that you're supposed to do that your kids expect you to do is protect them from everything that you can at all costs. That being said, I let them get hurt all the fucking time. They want to try some dumb shit. I'll be
1: like, you want to jump off that? All right. It's not (laughs) going to break it. It's just going to be like a little ouch. All right, dude, go for it. I mean, you got to let them, like, learn the hard way. Like, yeah. these things, like, you're not immortal. These things hurt. Like, right.
0: Yeah. I, I Like, so I, when I say protect them, I mean protect them from real danger. I don't mean protect them from falling and skinning their knee
1: while they're skateboarding. Like, you got to take risk. I remember whenever uh, I, I was younger, we, we were watching my nephew was just walking around the room. And he's like, w- what would happen if I hit my head on this corner? And my sister's like, it's going to hurt. Should I do it? <laughs> you dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> it. Like, no Go ahead. And the motherfucker just heads about the corner and starts bleeding from his head. Like, oh, wow. I <laughs> yeah. thought you meant like just a little dude. I had a cousin that would run
0: headfirst into brick walls. Like, I mean, I it's still have that on. same cut. He's still alive. I still have. I'm just like, he doesn't do know. He's just it not anymore. all there anymore. Like... <laughs> he wasn't all there then, clearly. But no, he's not all there. But he used to fucking, like, at my grandma's house, the house, it's a brick house. I think he did it once just to see how people would react. And then everybody reacted in a way that he, I guess, liked the attention. I don't know. So he just kept doing it. And then it turned into his thing when he was mad. He would just go outside and run into the wall over and over. (laughs) And I was like, is nobody going to stop this motherfucker? Like, he's bigger than me. I'm not trying to stop this shit. And they were like, nah, there's nothing you can do. You just got to let him fucking bang his head out. And I was like, I don't... I think there's there's a line somewhere between letting your kid run into the wall 450 fucking times until they're mentally unstable. And like letting them try to skateboard down the driveway when they're not quite ready to hit that driveway steepness. Like there's a gray area. There's, all, there's some, something in the middle. Let them skin their knee. Maybe don't let them fucking run their head in the <laughs> wall. I don't know. But uh, back to the death penalty. I'm sorry. So here's my very loose, loosely defined reasoning why I don't think the death penalty is a good idea. I will start by saying I do not trust the court system at all. Like, that's the big issue. Not not that I don't think there are crimes that should be punished with death, but that I don't think the people putting the punishment on you are very good at making the decision or proving that you actually did that crime. And the reason that i super fucking strong on it is because when I was a Boy Scout, I, had, I went to get a... Uh, what the fuck is it called? Law enforcement badge or something? Uh, Criminal justice. My criminal justice badge, I think it was what it was called. But part of that was I had to go sit in on an actual trial, and my mom was really cool. She let me pick which one. And I was like, the fucking attempted murder one. Of Of course. course." (laughs) Not possession of a fucking dime bag. Nah. Attempted murder. So I was like probably 10, and we went to watch an attempted murder trial where the, the defense got court uh how do you how the do they, they the the defense dude the fucking attorney that was defending the guy had the judge order all kinds of fucking medical shit on the victim. One of the things was a doctor did a full physical, did a full body CT scan, multiple x-rays, um pretty much everything that didn't require um Injection of radioactive stuff, like the different, I I want to say it was a CT. It was some kind of scan. They have a full body scan. The point is, the doctor, and this is when I'm 10, so I don't fucking understand half the shit anyway. The doctor comes out and says, definitively, for sure, on a Bible, this dude has never been shot ever, with the exception of maybe a small pellet or BB gun. And if he did, then it would have only grazed him. There's nothing lodged in his body, there's no scars that could indicate he's ever been shot in any way. There's, there's absolutely no way he got shot. So the victim after that part, cause he had to step out of the courtroom for that comes in with a cane because he's wobbling because he got shot. He didn't get shot. He's just a fucking actor. So the guy that's about to go to prison for like years, I can't remember. I want to say 20 for attempted murder has an attorney. That's a shit show of an attorney that still was like, well, like clearly if the guy <laughs> didn't get shot, how are we going to put a guy in jail for shooting him? And everybody seemed to agree with like, we can't do that. But they discussed this scenario. And in the scenario where he shot the guy, that again was never actually shot, he did shoot at the guy. He did admit to being there for a large um, drug deal. Like they were trans- like transferring enough drugs that they needed multiple trucks. And he was overseeing it. And something popped off, some kind of disagreement. And they got behind vehicles and started shooting at each other. He did shoot in the direction of the guy that got shot. The guy just never got shot. So he was charged with attempted murder for shooting the guy. Now, I understand he should be charged with at least like... um,
1: Attempted murder for shooting at the guy. No, no, no. Attempted murder
0: in Oklahoma, if I shoot you in the knee, I usually won't get an attempted murder. Like, they'll say that was a warning shot. (laughs) Dude, I've I've read some court documents, man. It's fucking wild. But no, for real, like, what really should happen if I'm shooting at you in your general direction, I should at the very least catch, um, something about, uh, threatening or illegal use of a firearm, brandishing a firearm, um, shooting with intent to injure or harm or maim or one of the fucking many terms they'll use. Maybe not attempted murder, but anytime I see somebody shooting a gun at another person, I assume they're attempting to murder them. Yeah. So it would be fair for him to go to jail for attempted murder, but the only evidence they had that he shot the guy or shot at the guy for that matter, except for him saying that he shot at the guy, was that the guy got shot. But a doctor proved that the guy had never been shot. So this dude gets sentenced, and I'm like walking out of the court like, what the fuck did I misunderstand about this? And I asked some people later on, multiple people, and the multiple factors that most people in law enforcement or in the criminal justice system could explain to me is, well, he was black and he was a drug dealer. Those were the two. He was a drug dealer. That is it. That's like admitted on his part. He did shoot at the guy, but you can't charge somebody with a crime because they said they did it. You have to have other evidence. And the only evidence that he shot at the guy was him saying it. And the crime he was being charged with, like the only way they could structure the crime the way they did was that the bullet had to be in the dude. Otherwise he would have just said, well, we have 12 witnesses and he probably would have gone to jail anyway. But the court system's just so fucked. Like this dude, if he had a good attorney, he would have got off. If he was white, he would have got off. If he wasn't a drug dealer, he would have got off. Like, I know people that have done worse crimes that didn't even make it to court. Like, I know people that, like, cops know they did worse crimes. They got arrested for the crimes. they didn't go to court. I cannot say right now exactly who
1: or what, but I'm messing with Name people. drop.
0: <laughs> no. So, like, there's... I I knew a guy personally that has killed... I don't know him anymore, but he's killed two people, and he got away with killing one person. I'm not saying I like the guy. got away with killing one person... Um because he ran over him and claimed it was an accident. Now that, it's possible to accidentally run over a person, especially when you're on the road. If the guy's in your car, and then somehow he falls out, and then you run over him, (laughs) it cannot be an accident where I come from. But you never know. The other one, he shot a dude and said it was self-defense. But there were no other people out there, and um, there was some some cell phone documents that... uh, Like, there was some text where he implied that he might kill this guy, and then he immediately went to the guy's house. They had it. Like, the court had, like, he texts the guy some threatening shit, then went over to his house, then the guy winds up dead, and then he went on the run, and he had the same attorney twice. His attorney was phenomenal, Um, and I haven't seen the guy since. I'm pretty sure he was smart enough to move, but he's killed two people in Lawton, like a small town, got away with the first one. They didn't even look at the fact that he'd already killed somebody and they let him go on the second one. Had he been black, he wouldn't have been in, uh, in jail the first, like he would be in jail for the first one. He wouldn't be able to do the second one. And these are all issues I don't like. So let's say hypothetically, we have two people, we'll just say it's a brown guy. He's in the middle, <laughs> but he he shoots somebody. We know he shot him. We know he killed him. He says it's self-defense. Somebody else says it's not. He could get the death penalty depending on who the person he shot is. Usually, if it's a fucking middle class white person with a good attorney, he's going like he's they, gone. they walk. If it's a fucking brown person, same class, same attorney, they go to jail for a short time. Black dude, especially if he doesn't have a good attorney, life or very rarely, but sometimes the death penalty for one person. Like, and the the thing is, it's it could all be the same crime. And there's all these factors that come in and i would say like this seems like paranoia and i would also say if this was coming from a black guy then like people could say it seems par- i'm on the side where it doesn't affect me and i'm saying as an outsider that this is it looks very unfair to me like if you just look at the incarceration rate of people in general and you look at 500 crimes that look identical on paper and you don't do profiles on who committed them and then you take the the income thing's huge like that's huge because they can afford an attorney. So you take that off the table. Then you just look at skin color, and you categorize them. And I've done things like this because I'm crazy. So you take them apart and you categorize them. Like um, how many people that had this same budget went to jail for different crimes, and then this budget and this budget. So you make money not a factor. Like three different price. Like they basically this person makes thirty to sixty thousand per year. This person fifty to a hundred, and this person a hundred plus or a hundred and twenty plus or something. If you can get these stats and you put them together and you line them up, you will still see consistently black dudes go to jail, brown dudes go to jail for a short time, and then white dudes
1: don't go to jail I mean, in almost all classes. All, all things like law enforcement have kind of been <laughs> pushed against uh, like minorities for a while now. Like right? Isn't Aren't you like eight times more likely to die to a police officer than a white man if you're black? And then if you're uh, not even just law I enforcement. Think, I think... I think that's probably true, but there's issues with that too. It's like if if we didn't put,
0: okay. So I I don't like to say this because I don't have like the stats to back up. But if you're black, you're you're all like twenty times more likely to be poor too because. We've for fucking the whole time that we haven't had slavery, we've still repressed black people and fucking. Yeah, the government to put yeah.
1: liquor stores and gun stores on the corner of every like yeah. predominantly like black neighborhood. Like the, go- like, like the government was like against them for yeah
0: And redlining's still a thing. They just don't call it redlining anymore. Like yeah. in places like California, like it's really hard to get a nice house unless you're really, 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 really rich. Um, but like just an okay house in a white neighborhood, they don't want people that aren't white in the white neighborhood. Realtors won't. They'll make sure they show you everything that they have to to not get in trouble legally, but there's still, like, if you drive through LA and you just do, like, laps, there's a reason that there's, like, different colors of neighborhoods. So the the poorer areas usually have minorities in them, and the minority area, like, the poor areas, like, let's take skin color off the table. If you're poor, you're more likely to commit a crime, period. Like, you just, out of necessity. Yeah. Like, I don't need to commit a crime. Some people do. Like, some people to feed their kids... They don't, I'm not saying it's right or that they should, but they don't see another option and they go rob somebody. They rob something, whatever. It's not always to feed their drug habit. It's not, it's usually most people in general mean well and don't do things that they think are bad. Like they
1: justify it before they do it. I say it's like a, it's a big domino effect because, because of where your ancestors ended up, then you ended up in a power, like a poor neighborhood. And then because you ended up in a poor neighborhood you didn't really have a lot of guidance because your parents were always working. And right. And you ended you up have... getting picked up by a gang because he got picked up in a gang. Someone just blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. And like, it's mm-hmm. just like.
0: Yeah. And as soon as you get like just involved with a crime with that gang or you get a tattoo with the gang or, or let's just say they do a fucking sweep of the neighborhood and they're like, they just randomly decide they're going to drive around the neighborhood. And I don't know if you remember Stop and Frisk or you it probably happened like when you were like 12, but uh, they passed a thing in New York City where cops could. Because you look suspicious, stop you, pat you down, make sure you don't have any weapons on you.
1: It's not Puerto Rico; it's uh, Cuba? Question mark? Question mark? Maybe I don't know. That the president passed a a law saying that like police officers can kill drug users and suspected yes, suspected drug users on site. Could be the Philippines. Uh, Yeah, it was Philippines. Philippines.
0: Yeah, in the Philippines, they have. uh, Last I checked, they had a, a law or a rule of some sort where. I believe they're – I'm going to call them their president. I don't fucking know. The guy that runs their shit, maybe a governor of one of their things or mayor, some person that I'm going to compare to Trump, somebody that's running shit, said something along the lines of, if you suspect them of being a druggie, shoot them in the head. (laughs) Like that was like – there's like a quote somewhere we could probably find. It's really fucked up. But the point is you go to those neighborhoods and and you have a higher rate of crime because they're poor – and yes, it is it's a back and forth domino thing where it's like, okay, this this caused this, this caused that, and then it goes back around to we in this country for some reason decided it was a good idea to hold all black people back. But what it, a white person in that neighborhood's almost as likely to get shot as a black person in that neighborhood because they're doing a lot of crimes. Exactly. So when you're a criminal, the likelihood of you dealing with police on a regular basis is good. When you deal with police on a regular basis, the likelihood of you getting shot is good. When you're black, amplify that. I would say times four, maybe not times eight, but it's brought up, that number's brought up to the eight or whatever number you said it was by them being in an area where they're, um, and I'm not excusing any fucking crimes. Like I'm not saying anybody's forced to do that. I do think there's ways out. I just don't know if people can see them from the angle that they're looking. Like I, I, I would assume if I was born in, let's say Harlem, I'm thinking unless there's fucking YouTube and Google and somebody gives me a fucking thing to access it, I'm just going to think that's the world. And the only reason my kids know that Lawton's not the world is because we travel. If they didn't, they would think the whole world is this. So I'm assuming 90% of people that are in the hood don't know how to get out. If there was a little bit of direction, I would say most of them could figure out a way to make some fucking money.
1: I mean, most of them aren't thinking long term they're I don't thinking think, today let's survive I let's say fucking, like yeah. whenever like when I'm when I'm tight on money I, I don't immediately start thinking of like my next paycheck's like savings plan, like even though like I should <laughs> I do but like I I start thinking about like okay like when I get paid how am I gonna pay this off and this off and like and be, how about be good again yeah. like how am I how am I gonna be okay how am I gonna make it through this and like when when you're in poverty like I, I just feel like it's that but on like a long-term kind of yeah
0: yeah Schedule. So, like, so you could actually take racism off the table. And I mean, also, like, black cops shoot black people too. Like, there's a lot of things, like, people are like, oh, it's you could take racism off the table. You'd still have more black people getting shot by police than white people. But then you add in the fact that a lot of people are racist and it makes it really fucked up. But the point is, the same guys that are getting shot by police are just as likely to get framed by police or just as likely to get arrested with no real probable cause and then they just make the case up later. Not the same as framing them, but building a case on completely made up bullshit is what police like to do from my experience talking to them and asking them like what's the like what's the most successful way you get you prove somebody guilty and they go, "Oh, well, we just kind of find some things, you know." And I'm like, "What do you mean like find some things?" They're like, "Well, so you can get into their phone and you can kind of you know, look around and move some stuff. I'm like, I I don't know what you're saying. I need more. Like I'm always like, I I don't understand. What? They, like, tell me more. And eventually, what you get out of the few cops I've had tell me a lot about it is every rule that they know that is like an actual law, they try to abide by to the best of their abilities. But any gray areas or any areas they can go around the law, they will try to make fake evidence to prove that you're guilty because they just know in their mind that you're guilty. Like I've had a cop tell me, I know when someone's guilty, so I know when to find the evidence. And I was like, so you know, like by talking to him, he's like, yeah, you can just tell. And I was like, I don't know if you can. Yeah,
1: that's that's really rough. I hope that officer didn't give away. I mean, like I, I hope they give away their name. You know, they, they face repercussions, but...
0: I mean, I'm not going to throw their name out there because I think that could be a bad idea, but but, uh, he is a very nice guy. He's very polite, but he, he, I mean, he told me a lot of shit. He also told me how to get away with crimes. Like he was just like, this is just how it is. Like the ways you're going to get caught are allowing us to fucking make evidence against you. And I was like, no, you should find evidence, not make (laughs) evidence, whatever, you know, but I've had a different cop. Okay, so I've talked to several cops about different shit, but one cop told me, um, and I don't understand how, the, like, how this is different. But there's apparently a lot of laws protecting our privacy that they've learned to skirt. That like didn't quite make it to cell phone technology, and they have to constantly like morph the law to like things with our phone is pretty much our whole life. Um, but if you have face ID or fingerprint on your phone, and this is just I don't know if this is true. This is what a cop told me. If you have one of those things they can ask you to put your thumb on the phone. And if you refuse, they can just put your fucking thumb on the phone. There's no law that says they can't. That's what he said. Face ID, even easier. You'd have to do like some weird squishy face shit. But if you have a password, he said they can't fucking make you put your password in. They can't even, like even with a warrant, all they can do is like say, hey, give us the password so we don't have to hack your shit. They can't make you. And I was like, well, that's interesting. So why would I uh, have face ID? He goes, well, it's convenient and you're not a criminal. And I was like, that's a good point. But if I was, he was like, if you were, I would highly recommend not doing that. And I was like, what if there's nothing incriminating in, your, in my phone? He was like, oh, there would be. And I'm like, no, I'm telling you right now, like if I was a criminal, I wouldn't have anything in my phone at all. Recently, okay, I committed no crimes here. Heads up. I talked to a guy about a criminal opportunity that was offered to me. And because of the way it was worded and the way I didn't know how it would come across if somebody were to overhear it, I was like, can we leave our phones in and just go out front real quick? And I know I have a ring doorbell and like t- there's a microphone there, but I'm like paranoid as fuck about just saying something that sounds like I might have, and I didn't agree to this, but I got a really good offer once that could have made <laughs> me rich as fuck. But the point is, I didn't even want to discuss it with a microphone near me because I'm a little worried. So I can't imagine like texting about a drug deal or something but I have a friend that's a drug dealer and he texts me about shit all the time.
1: Yeah, like, uh, all my friends who are drug dealers on, like, they'll just, like, post on Snapchat. Like, they'll, like, <laughs> like they'll, they'll be on their story. They'll be sitting forced. there, like, just holding, holding weed and, like, pushing it around their fingers and, like, there'll be, like, some music in the background and it will be like, tap in. Like, like Yeah. Dude, I,
0: when it was snowy as fuck,
1: there was a dude that posted on his
0: Snapchat story uh, pick-up only... Because he didn't want to leave the house, but he's trying to sell every drug known to man. Uh, there's a girl on my Snapchat that sells fucking cocaine and a bunch of other shit that I didn't know the slang terms for. I had to Google what beans were. I think that's Molly. I don't know. Uh, but, I think that's a Xanax. Okay, that makes sense too. But she was selling fucking everything. And there's pictures of her, her face, her car, her car's license plate. Which I'm not saying any of these things shouldn't be public information, but when you put them with your drug dealing career, it's not good. And then she would post like documents that had her name on them. Like she'd like, like one thing was a court appearance thing. She's like, I got to go to court next week. And it was like, it had her first middle, middle initial, last name, her address, fucking court time and date. And I'm like, why? Why? Like, what's the, like, why are you doing that? I mean, that so he's right. Smart, most, like, most people would have some evidence on their phone. But I'm just saying, if I was a criminal, you wouldn't be able to prove it from my phone.
1: That's also Snapchat. Like, it goes away after 24 hours. Like, they, like the, yeah. co- the cops would have to be on her story within 24 hours to, like, record that. Because, like, after that, it's gone. She doesn't
0: it... know me, though. So she could have cops on her story. Also, they could just video. Like, they could just have a camera set up on a tripod that hangs over the other camera, open her story, and click through it, and then they have everything permanently documented right there. Yeah. And I mean, it'd be admissible in
1: court because you put it on a public platform. You
0: had no expectation of privacy.
1: But, uh, like, just every day, like, day-to-day people, like, are we mandatory reporters in that sense? Like, by law, technically, if we see someone, like, someone no. blow on the corner, we just no. be like, hey, officer, like like...
0: No. I don't know what the law is, but I know I live sugar. in America where nobody's going to tell me I have to be a fucking snitch. But like,
1: <laughs> yeah, realistically, like, no, you're not going to tell. Like, It's no. not fucking worth your time. You have nothing to do with that. Also, the cops will not even care. Like, if I
0: called the police officer right now and I was like, hey, sir, uh, I know that you're really busy with all the murders and shit, but there's a girl trying to sell really stepped on cocaine that's probably actually just baby formula with caffeine powder in it on my Snapchat story, and it appeared she had at least four small baggies of it. Uh <laughs> I believe she lives on uh, that street over by that one place. And I think her name starts with a an L. L. The
1: cops would be like, fucking straight edge. And like, hang up yeah. the phone. Like.
0: They'd be like, I mean, they might go take her coke and snort it. But like, I don't think that they're really interested in that. But I'm just saying, if, if my job was to bust drug dealers, all I would have to do is pretend I'm a tattoo artist and add everybody on Snapchat. Like, that would work. Like... <laughs> Hint, hint, cops, pretend you're me. It'll work. I, <laughs> dude, I have a client that's pretended he was me to get laid at least one time. It's hilarious. He shows people my Instagram, which has only one picture of me on it. And I'm like, really weird. it's a tiny picture. And they're drunk. And then he, he told somebody he was on his way back from a convention. <laughs> and then they believed him. He texts me the next day and said like, hey, I just thought I would let you know, just in case you get a weird message <laughs> or anything. <laughs> And I was at a coffee shop drive through with my kids in the car when I read it. And I, and I like, could barely breathe. It was so fucking funny. And uh, then I had to explain it in, like, PG terms to my daughter. Like, she was like, what's so funny? I was like, ah. Someone used daddy's
1: <laughs> face to, to get, 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 get their belly tickled. <laughs> no, to get a girlfriend
0: is how I said it. To okay, get, a girlfriend. To get a, girlfriend. Yeah. a girlfriend. If you said belly tickled, they'd be like, why would you want to get your belly tickled? Okay. Um, that shit's fucking terrifying. <laughs> so when you go really low on the belly... <laughs> no uh i don't know i just if i was a cop i feel like i would figure that shit out pretty quick i tattooed a uh, undercover obn officer that was very good at his job i tattooed him for a year before i found out and i'm sure i at least admitted to one crime um like i tattooed i think my son's playing the guitar really loud
1: it's fine. It's it's really quiet. Like, when, yeah. when we're not talking, you can hear it. But whenever, like, we're talking, ah, it's, it's cool. drowned out.
0: The point is, uh, he was really good at his job. I tattooed him for about a year, and somebody else outed him. The whole time, I thought he worked in the oil field. And I asked him when he came in the next time. And he... The guy that told me he was a cop also told him that he's like, hey, man, I fucked up. So next time we go in there, just know. He already knows. So we both had kind of the same idea. I was going to pretend I didn't know and like confess to a bunch of crazy crimes. And he was going to pretend that he didn't know I knew and try to get me to confess to a crazy crime. And then once I said something like, oh yeah, I've put weed in a mailbox before, some silly shit, he was going to like get out his handcuffs and fuck with me. But I have never mailed weed. So look at that. But I, I told this guy about one of my friends that was buying weed from California and having it shipped to his house. And I was like, yeah, I mean, he'll probably be here in a little bit. He can tell you all about it. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, like, uh, the guy, I, I, I would never have thought that it was possible for this guy to be a cop. And he said his whole job, once I found out he's a cop, he said his whole job is just buying meth. That's all he does. Just buy meth, buy meth, buy meth, buy meth, over and over.
1: I watched a YouTube video the other day where, it, like, a, an animator who used to be a UPS worker all the time. Like, people would just come in and they'd be acting, like, super nervous or super anxious. And they, they'd give them these boxes to mail and sometimes like maybe the boxes wouldn't be sealed correctly so they're just gonna go ahead and reseal it from them yeah. to be nice and then like they take off the tape and they open it up and it's just like a bunch of fucking weed sitting there, a bunch of money like rolled up or like it'll be like packages of like cocaine like and they would just be like oh okay and like either A, tell them hey we can't mail this or B, just fucking tape it up and act like it never happened.
0: Well, I talked to somebody about that not long ago, and they said – I can't remember what company they were. It might have been FedEx. But they said, like, they try to not catch weed. Like, they – not only are they not interested in trying to involve the cops and slowing down their day, but if it's a box of weed and they smell it, they try to make sure they have, like, plausible deniability and just pretend it never happened and deliver it. And if it busts open, they'll fucking stitch it back up for you. But – if they Beth. have to touch it, that's where they usually draw the line. They're like, oh, it all fell out. I'm not going to pick this up and put it in. But They've if it's taken like... in the
1: fed out of FedEx.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there was a guy... I didn't know that I knew the guy. So I tattooed a cop a long time ago that was part of this bus. And then I met the guy like maybe a year ago that was on the other end of this bus. But uh, they were receiving... I feel like it was pretty good quantities, like 50 pound packages of weed or it's something. More and than pretty e- good. Yeah, funny. like pretty good amount of weed in the mail in a, I cannot pronounce the word that means out in the country.
1: Rural? R- rural. That rural.
0: word. In a rural, rural area. area where the the cop drives like, or the, I'm sorry, the mailman drives like a regular vehicle, like a Jeep or a F-150 or like depending on where you're at.
1: Ford Ranger.
0: A lot of them drive CRVs. I don't know why. The Honda CRVs are like really popular. But the point is, the regular mailman always brings the mail, drops it off, whatever. They recognize the truck and shit. This package fell apart somehow in shipment. They called the local police, and they were like, yo, local PD for a small town that's not Lawton. Uh We got a thing here. They swung by, swung by, and they were like, all right, cool. What time do you usually deliver? And they were like, like 30 minutes ago, but it's it varies. And they set up an operation within an hour, apparently, like okay, we're going to borrow Dave's truck because it looks like your truck and we can't legally use your truck for some fucking reason. But we're going to put your magnets that say you're the mailman on the truck and then we're going to dress Dave up like a fucking mailman. He's just going to look like he took over your shift for the day and then we're going to deliver it. Wait till she fucking takes it in the house, count to 10, and then swarm the house. I was like, couldn't they just go like arrest her? And then I went, no, because if she doesn't receive it,
1: then I went through all the legal shit. Also, I'm, you don't really know if like she wanted that box. Or, that's what I'm saying. Whatever, like people mail me say, shit hey, like, all the time. Fuck Meredith Thomas mm-hmm. in East Oklahoma. Here's all my crack. Like, so <laughs> that's where
0: I think if if I was an attorney, I would say, well, you can't prove that my client ordered the products that that she received. So I don't really understand why we're even here. But that's cool. Like, I would play that role. But if they had they done it a little different, take a sample, document the delivery, and then check all packages go into that house and show a second one. It'd be pretty hard to argue that you didn't order the second package when it's the same package you got a month ago and all that package is gone. It'd also be pretty hard to say I smoked 50 pounds of weed a month.
1: I mean, realistically, even if there's like photo or video, like proof of you having something, it doesn't mean you have it until the police physically see it. Like,
0: right. That's what I'm saying. That All these evidence trails is where I go to every time somebody's talking about the death penalty. It's like, I go back to that. I'm like, God, oh, it seems like sloppy police work
1: to me. Because like that rap group I showed you last time you tattooed me, City Morgue, like they had a they had a music video where they had a rocket launcher, an AT4 underneath a mattress, and then they had like a bunch of ca- like cash machines counting yeah. money and PCP and everything everywhere. And after that, their, their house got raided. Right. And, like, the cops were in there like, oh, where's AT4? Where's a money machine? Blah, 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 blah. And none of it was there anymore. And, like, they didn't get charged with anything. It because... could have all
0: also been props.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean... that's if I shot a music video, I would
0: only use prop money. I would only use, like, baby powder, baking soda, something like that to look like cocaine. I would use real weed because it would be pretty hard. Like, like, you'd need federal cops. But I would use real weed unless it was a massive amount. And then if it was a massive amount bundled up, I would just fake everything.
1: I think the only thing that actually got confiscated from them was uh, the rocket launcher, if They correctly. had a rocket launcher? Yeah, he had a real rocket launcher. I don't know where the fuck he got it, but he's posting <laughs> pictures with it on Instagram. Like, you know, like how people do, like, selfies yeah. of, like, fucking guns with lasers on yeah. it? Like, he just sitting there holding a fucking rocket launcher and an iPhone on the other hand. Oh, my God. It's such an well, iconic photo. I love can it. Can you
0: legally own a rocket launcher? No. I, I, I mean, why not, not without the proper
1: licensing. Right. I'm sure. Well, um, I mean, like, you could... He didn't have that.
0: (laughs) Of course not. Like, what rapper's going to go through the right channels? But uh, you can legally own an automatic, a suppressor, a short barrel rifle, a sawed-off shotgun. I mean, there's a a tax stamp for almost everything. I can't imagine grenade launchers much different. I feel like, okay, you can own—I'm trying to think of a weapon that I could shoot by myself that I know for a fact is illegal to own— uh, two, if i had to
1: guess i would say a rocket launcher that's like a, I a 249 could... I, I think What's those that? aren't uh, m249 what is that big it? machine gun there i don't think they're available to civilians
0: i'm sure there's a if you get one that's the right age and you call it a collectible and you get a tax stamp i'm sure there's a way probably, around probably honestly yeah. Yeah. almost everything because you can own a saw like i can't imagine that's, that's, much that's, what, a that's what it is, is yeah. oh yeah i can buy a saw uh, i always yeah. heard that those are illegal no they're illegal if you don't have a tax stamp um and they're not ready like i can't buy it from a retail store but you can find a collector that bought a surplus auction once fucking kmart 249 (laughs) yeah no like there's guys that go around and they buy surplus all kinds of shit and also like weapons dealers every time you hear a story about a weapons dealer you think of a criminal right like in your head you're like oh arms dealer or whatever that's a legal job people do like international weapons trading for the military is a thing like there's been people that There was a guy that he bought a bunch of shitty airplanes. I wish I could remember his name. Bought a bunch of shitty airplanes and started a shipping company to cover for the fact that he was buying and selling all kinds of weapons, grenade launchers, C4, fucking crazy shit for us, for the United States. And and then bringing it like we were paying for it. And then he was flying it from wherever he purchased it to a country we were buying it for. And like a private jet? No, he had this, he bought a fleet of planes at a surplus auction. Like, I want to say he had, like, 12 really shitty planes. And the reason he bought really shitty planes is because half the time they were going to have to fucking abandon them. (laughs) He didn't give a fuck. I mean, it was wild. I listened to this weird podcast. I, I can't remember what it was called. But it was cool. It was, like, the ultimate fucking gun smuggling fool. But everything he was doing was, like, with the consent of the government. And then he would occasionally, like, sneak some shit that wasn't with the consent of the government. Like let's say he sells uh 500 rifles to to the US government and we send it to whatever country we're we're allies with that we're trying to help out that we're not supposed to help out because it was actually a it was like a rebel regime that we were feeding guns to so they could overtake the government it doesn't matter the point is um imagine you're doing that and you have 50 and then you just go while you're going that way could you go ahead and throw these 300 extras in there and you throw a shitload of other stuff in there that you're selling for your own personal game,
1: yeah. Whenever like you you check in, like you're just gonna, I don't know. Whenever you go into a military base or oh, these where, guys aren't going to military bases or where, They're whatever in air, the fucking field. or like <laughs> airport, you uh, you ship all this from. It's just gonna be like, hey, here's my license for the 500 rifles I'm carrying. Exactly, and they just don't mention the rest. Yeah,
0: like, or it's just in crates, and you just say it's crates of armory. Like you don't even. I mean, you could just. It's pretty vague. Like, especially this was this was not like 10 years ago. I want to say it was like in the 90s, but um. It was recent enough that they had technology and they had laws and they had enough, like there was something there where I could see this guy getting in trouble way faster than he did. But, um, I like to listen to weird historical
1: scandalous shit and then forget all the details. <laughs> I mean, it's my jam. History podcasts are dope. Sometimes I'll tune into one or like I'll put on like a documentary on Netflix and yeah. just do whatever in the back.
0: Today, I want to watch a documentary when I get done with this. I just don't know what documentary to
1: watch. Got any
0: recommendations?
1: My mind's drawing a blank. Uh, there's, there's one where uh, I think it's called L.A. Something. It, it's about like the the Chicano culture of like Los Angeles and I like, watched cartoon it. Okay, tattoo well, shit. Fuck yeah. me then, never mind.
0: I think it was called L.A. It wasn't L.A.'s Finest, was it? Because that would sound like no. Nah, that but... sounds like a show. It was L.A. You're right. It was it was. It had L.A. in it. It could have just been Los Angeles. Might have been the title. I don't know. But it had Mr. Cartoon and a bunch of other tattoo related shit. Esteban, and... the photography guy. Yeah, and something else that was kind of. But it covered a lot of stuff on cartoon and like uh the moving of his studios.
1: Like he had this big nice studio and then it was like this ghetto studio and then this crazy studio and Yeah, then... he he had one that was in the slums. So Yeah. He like uh it was called It was the like king, a warehouse the in castle, Skid Row Skid yeah. Rowe, or like he was, he was the king of Skid Row or whatever. Something like that. Cuz like everyone was cool with him. He'd be like chilling with the 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 homeless homies outside yeah. the they home did, homelies. Hom,
0: homeless homies. Unhoused is what we're supposed to say now. Homeless is apparently derogatory. Homeless, I mean, like you're you were without a
1: home. Like I don't,
0: I don't know. Unhoused doesn't sound better to me. It's like when they tried to change, uh, what was the oh midget to fucking little people. I still think it's insulting. Like if I was a little person,
1: like hey there little guy. I like... would rather
0: you call me a fucking midget. It sounds like a medical thing that's not my fault. You call me a little person. I sound like I haven't grown up yet.
1: That's rude. So I say LP keep and it, keep I've it. heard people uh, say that crackhead is racist.
0: <laughs> I don't know about that.
1: Because it's like indirectly racist or whatever. Or like, you know,
0: there's more white crack users than black crack users, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, like, like a lot more.
1: Like like, like really, really... Those, those mean, trailer like, parks are busting like... <laughs> right.
0: Like crack and meth are both used by pretty much all types of people. But I believe the percentage of actual crack users versus... I feel like mass probably the same. I want to say it's like seventy percent white people. Like it's a lot of white people, um, where we're made to think that crackheads and crack dealers are always black. I would assume that those are both kind of silly stereotypes. But it, it wouldn't shock me if like more crack dealers were black and crack users were white. I don't know. Like out of convenience, it seems smart.
1: I feel like I feel like crack is, is whack. whack wow (laughs) (laughs) i I feel like crack is most definitely like more of like a white drug uh
0: like white trailer trash drug yeah like for real like, like but like why do we why do we demonize crack but like powder cocaine's like cool
1: cuz it's more expensive. So if you buy it, you know you have money, so you're ex- so you're more successful and then people care yeah. about you more cuz they want to leech off of you. That's true. I'm not sure if this is correct,
0: but I believe that the actual amount of crack you get for the money and the amount of coke you get for the money, I think crack is actually more expensive, but you need less to, to get like so a high. Yeah, like I think you get a dose that costs way less money that will fuck you up for the same amount of time, but I think you get less weight for your money. Like I cuz Oh, okay. Wait, how long does a crack high last? 15 minutes. Really? (laughs) That's what I've been told. I don't know. So it's called Freebase because I thought it was called Freebase because you're like free and you're on a base, like you're on Fort Sill or Shepard or something. But uh, it's called Freebase because they free it of its base. I heard recently on a podcast. I'm not sure if I understand, but apparently it's the most pure form of Coke. Like, they take all the extra shit out of it. So if you wanted to crack it up, like, break it up and snort it, it might
1: actually be better to snort crack than coke. I'm not sure. Sounds crazy. Also, I really like how you have dab pen holders on your on your boom arms. <laughs> That's the most stoner thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I kind of look up to it.
0: <laughs> I try to make sure I achieve things that people don't expect.
1: Oh. But, uh... uh... Whenever you said like the freebasing, you you like you made the joke out of like Fort Sill or Shepherd or whatever, like there's surprisingly a high amount of like overdoses on military mm-hmm. bases. Like, is it opioids or is it like everything? Just everything. Like people have been on like heroin and shit mm-hmm. like that. And like so I, I know a guy who does like <laughs> who who who's in the military <laughs> I know a guy that's on that H. <laughs> and uh all all the like the the squad vehicles, like, for, you know, first responders have Narcan in them. Uh, yeah, but, they should. <laughs> which is, like, kind of fucking crazy, but...
0: No, Narcan's the shit. The thing is, I didn't know this until this is today. So here's some today shit I learned about Narcan. Uh, if you are overdosing on heroin or, you know, oxies or something, and I use Narcan to bring you back, totally fine. But you're going to be in the worst withdrawals of your life, and that's why you're angry. I thought, I, not only did I pull you out of heaven, but also... <laughs> you're going to be dealing with like all the withdrawals that should be spread out over hours will hit you at one time. So it's terrible. And then what happens if I hit you with Narcan and then I go, oh, you're good to go and we don't take you to the hospital. You go, shit, I'm having really bad withdrawals. You go shoot up again. All the shit that was in your system already is still in your system at all. Yeah. Oh my God.
1: That's fucking crazy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But, um... I just listened to the audio version of a book called "Drug Use for Grownups" by uh, Doctor Shit. The fuck is his name? Doctor Shit. Doctor Shit. No, something Hart. It's not Kevin Hart. Can you look it up real quick? "Drug Use for Grownups." I want to. I want to get his name right. He's really cool, but he does heroin. Um, he does cocaine. He didn't say in the Carl book. Hart. Carl Hart. There you go. He he's a drug researcher. And one of the things that comes up over and over in the book is basically that most people don't actually die of a single drug, drug overdose. Like it's pretty rare, but things like, okay, I didn't know this, but uh, lean, the promethazine in lean is supposed to prevent the itching that the codeine in lean causes. Like that's part of it's an antihistamine. So codeine is a histamine, but it, it, I'm going to sound so stupid. It activates fucking whatever histamines are in your system. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but they put the antihistamine in it to make it not make you itch. So it's like the codeine is the drug. And then the, the um, what is the other drug in it? Promethazine. Promethazine is to prevent the side effects of it. So you're taking two drugs that you probably shouldn't mix in large doses. If you add those to like a benzo, then you end up, with dangerously low blood pressure or just fucking sedating yourself to death pretty easily. And what people do is they combine them with alcohol, they combine them with benzos, they combine them with other opioids. Like, they'll take, like, two Xanax benzo, two Oxys opioid, flush it down with some lean, and they they die from the... So this is actually how my father-in-law died. It wasn't... They they didn't define it as an overdose. They defined it as his heart slowed to a stop. And I always thought that was a really weird way to say it. But technically, that's what's happening is you take so many different drugs, the drug interactions don't actually kill you. They just... They, their effects overlap until
1: you die. Two things. <laughs> First, like, your heart slowing down to a stop. That's... Like, the drug killed you. I just... Can, like... Can, uh, usually when people die, like, you imagine, like, getting fucking squished by a bus or shot or whatever like i mean or like
0: foaming at the mouth vomiting convulsing heroin overdose, yeah like, like, it, it's, like it's, a very, it's a very
1: it's very like violent. death like your, yeah. your your body's fighting it. no he like, just
0: went to sleep and didn't your, your, up, your heart slowing
1: to a stop can you just like imagine like sitting there like fully conscious is like it's no, just like he wasn't conscious. <laughs> oh, <okay. Well. laughs>
0: no you pass out long before that
1: and But second like i wonder what sprite thinks about their <laughs> soda being the number one thing mixed with uh like codeine
0: i just as a person that owns a business and is not as cutthroat as sprite i'm gonna say they don't mind because people <laughs> buy it
1: <laughs> like, I'm not gonna lie i've always kind of like wanted to just try lean ones and like i mean it,
0: i can tell you what codeine's like <laughs> it's the same thing really isn't yeah it? yeah i've had tylenol 3. Oh, the other thing so uh we mix things like tylenol three is tylenol with codeine the codeine is not near as prominent in that as the tylenol Apparently Tylenol and ibuprofen are the two like top causes of, um, liver failure and liver related death in this country, not alcohol. Like, and people go, well, I don't take that much ibuprofen, but I take Tylenol threes. Well, you're taking a Tylenol. Like the point is they're taking a bunch of medicines with other medicines that he said, if you just gave somebody like straight up pure heroin it'd be better. Like just just a heroin tablet would be better for you than all the shit we mix together to make it more acceptable for the public. Like like it's all a perception thing. People think of heroin as dirty, but heroin's been around for a long time. He snorts heroin and then fucking reads books and he's a doctor. So he's
1: right. <laughs> like but, since uh, with especially with like weed, like weed people are becoming more accepting of it now. It's no longer like Yeah, there's really almost no stigma on weed. Like, yeah. It's I wonder almost at like, what point, like, are we going to draw the line? Like, on what drug? Because, like, a lot of people do have that open mind where, like, hey, like, no drug's bad. Yeah. It's people that are bad and don't know how yeah. to handle them. Like,
0: Well, if you, if you listen to this book by Carl Hart, you'll at least think that him and five other people that think like him would say no drug. And I would agree with that. Like, I don't think... I don't think... Like, I definitely don't want my kids fucking with coke. <laughs> but um, I also don't want them fucking with weed yet. Like, they're not old enough for weed. If... If I was like 70 and one of my kids came to me like, hey, dad. So for my 40th birthday, I tried Coke. It's not as crazy as I thought. I wouldn't be mad at him. I'd be like, oh, well, you're a fucking grown ass man. You can handle your shit.
1: <laughs> but... I did what I could.
0: Yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't be proud. I wouldn't be like, hell yeah, son. Fucking blow for rich people. <laughs> Line them up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So what he says in the book, what I what I took from it at least, was the problem is the regulation of the drugs. The problem is uh, people being able to get drugs and then lace them with things and alter them different ways or not know what they're selling. The main thing he said about all the fentanyl overdoses, he said fentanyl is not a problem either. He's like, fentanyl is not an issue. Making it illegal to sell heroin is an issue because people fucking want to make money. They cut it. They sell it to the the guy that sells it to the guy that sells it to the guy. And each person puts a little fentanyl in it. Nobody knew that the other guy did it because they're all trying to save some money down the line. I mean, isn't that like
1: kill people? If like you take a dime, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that amount of fentanyl like enough to kill an elephant? Like I'm pretty sure that's enough to kill like ten elephants. Like it's super, like, it's super lethal in low, like low doses. Well,
0: LSD you can have enough to fuck up the whole city and put it in an eyedropper. I mean, it's a microgram. Now, okay, most drugs we measure in milligrams, right? Mm-hmm. LSD they measure in micrograms. Like uh, I believe that's a thousandth of a gram. Like there's not much there. Wait, no, a milligram's a thousandth of a gram, right? You should know. You look like you do drugs.
1: <laughs> Everyone fucking says that. Everyone thinks I do, like, hard drugs. I haven't no. done anything beyond, like, weed and shrooms. Ooh, shrooms. Sure. Okay, the point is, you take...
0: If you took the same amount of acid that you took of heroin, and the heroin didn't kill you, the acid would send you into a 20-year-long trip. I mean, it's... There's, it's, that's a magical ass molecule. And then fentanyl, all they were doing when they created fentanyl is trying to make a stronger, better version of heroin based fucking drugs that we already have. And what they did is they made one that was really, really, really strong. And they're like, well, as long as it's created in a lab, put into this form, and then controlled correctly, it's fine. What they didn't give a fuck about when they made it or think about uh, is if a drug dealer gets a hold of it and he goes, yeah, I'm supposed to put like a little dash in every fucking bag. And they put a dash of like a already diluted, powdered out fucking form. It's not good. If they're doing press pills, that's been killing half a fucking Lawton. Um, Like people are buying like counterfeit pills. Right now the one that it's, they call them Mexis or something, but it's like, it's supposed to be oxycodone, I believe, but it's a Mexican one. It has an M stamp on it. It's from Mexico. And like they manufacture it somewhere. And then send bags and bags of it over here. And if they fuck up, think about it like this. You're you're mixing a powder into another powder in a five-gallon bucket. And you're in a fucking shady, shady bullshit fucking storage shed behind my house doing a drug batch. Mm-hmm. or I don't know how the fuck it works. And there's just a part that doesn't fucking quite grind up right. Then somebody gets enough to kill ten people in one pill. And the rest of it doesn't really get any. Um, it's possible for things like that to happen. If you just do your math wrong, it's possible for people to die. The other thing is they're trying to make them stronger. So their thing is they go, okay, if it's stronger and we charge the same, but people really get fucked up off of it, that's great. Well, if I usually buy regular Pfizer fucking pills or whatever that came from somebody that got a prescription, and then I buy your version of it and I think they're the same thing and they're marketed the same way. You tell me it's the same thing and it looks the same. and I take it and yours is 10 times stronger. I usually take four of one, and then I take four years, I die. Like, their their thing is, they go, one of these pills won't kill anybody. That might be true. People, there's people... Dude, I used to work at a car dealership. People eat fucking 30 pills at once. Like, they would, like, get handfuls of pills, put them in their mouth, chew them, wash them down with a fucking Dr. Pepper. It's
1: like, sometimes when I take, like, Tylenol for a headache, I feel like, oh, my God, I'm I'm going to destroy my kidneys. <laughs> I'm going to have ulcers in my dude, stomach. Like fucking sucks. I'm, <laughs> so, I'm so scared of, like, Tylenol,
0: ibuprofen, and other things like that. But the codeine thing, like... I don't remember it, but I know I liked it. Um, I was a little kid and I was fucking on codeine for a couple of years. Like I was fucked up and I just remember getting it. And then I remember not having it. I don't remember anything in the middle at all. Fucking and it's not on. supposed to have any like memory effects, but like everybody's like, so you're like super sober and shit except for weed. Right. And I'm like, well, that doesn't really make any sense because I smoke weed before I smoked weed. Yeah. Super sober before that fucking pillhead Didn't even know it. Like I was like a little kid fucked up on pills like we didn't know what pills did back then so people were just like yeah he's in pain give him these <laughs> and i was like dude i my mom said that i wanted to name my dog codeine like she said i said when i grow up i'm gonna get a dog named name it codeine don't know why probably love
1: coding you should still do that i think it'd be fucking hysterical <laughs> She's Like codeine, codeine. i don't want to get arrested they think i'm a fucking drug dealer but uh
0: the guy was describing how heroin felt. Carl uh, Hart was describing something about heroin. And it did, like, trigger something in me where I was like, dude, I, I did feel really porn. warm back then. No, like, I don't remember the coding, but I do remember feeling really good. So I do. I just can't, like, dial into that. Like, there's a really blurry part of my
1: life. Isn't heroin more of, like, a, a cold, like, relaxing kind of high? Like The
0: way he described it was warm. Um like
1: kind of like you're just maybe i'm thinking like an overdose or something like
0: maybe like a lot of things will lower your blood pressure and then you'll get overdosed or you'll uh, get cold like okay so heroin it lowers your blood pressure and if you do a lot of it you pretty much fade out and then you i mean i've seen actor portrayals of it i don't really <laughs> know like i'm pretty sure you end up like convulsing and vomiting and shit as your body shuts down shut up working Where... bad yeah. No, yeah, that would be a part, like, when the girlfriend dies, right? Yeah, Mary yeah.
1: Jane, I think her name was. Yeah. I don't think it was Mary. Would it... I think, I'm like... It was not, that on the nose? I'm like 87% sure it's Mary Jane. Well, don't
0: Jane. name your kids Mary Jane because marijuana is a gateway drug and they'll do heroin. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you should definitely check out the book. I already recommended it to one person. I sent a copy to... Or I sent a link to Bailey and I was like, dude, listen to this. The thing is, like, he's he's a drug researcher, not a psychologist, not a historian, But one of the things he did as part of his research is he did heroin every day for 10 days and then gave himself, uh, I believe it was 48 hours before he had to go give a speech about, uh, the dangers of (laughs) drug addiction. (laughs) And so as part of his speech, he could say, I'm currently suffering from withdrawals from heroin. Honestly, tell them that, well, it was true. And he said, they all just laughed. They didn't like nobody, obviously nobody's going to believe him, but, um, It's a really fascinating book. And he basically takes an approach to looking at drugs the way – a way way more grown-up version than how I look at drugs. But I've been saying for a long time and then twice as much since I started smoking weed, like I think all drugs should be legal and regulated and taxed. Like it just makes sense. Like, okay, every person that got a pill that had fentanyl in it. I'm pretty sure if there was a store they could buy it that was regulated where everything's labeled and says this does not contain fentanyl, this is the right amount of fentanyl, whatever. They could go in and buy fentanyl. Like, it'd be fine. But they could also go in and buy, you know, Xanax or Molly or whatever. They could go to a store, buy it, it. They would know the exact dose they get. I don't think many people try to intentionally overdose on fucking heroin.
1: No. Like, but like, on, on one hand, like those people who who died from accidental fentanyl that's really weird accidental fentanyl accidental fentanyl accidental fentanyl overdoses like they'd still be alive if that was a case. that's what I'm saying. saying. yeah but on the other hand, people who wouldn't even go near a drug in the first place now or that it, it was legal would do it, and then they'd if they have an addictive personality, like their life would have spiraled out of control like Maybe, it's, it's very give and take like, so
0: that's another thing Dr. Carl Hart covers that I'm really curious how true is. What percentage of people that do name name what drug do you think is the most addictive? We'll start there.
1: Uh, probably meth, because isn't that like the highest high you can get?
0: Uh, I don't know. I feel like fucking uh, fentanyl and heroin might be might top it as far as how high. But I would say meth seems to be the most addictive. And if not, it would be heroin, I would think, right? That, yeah, that seems heard, fair.
1: Yeah, I heard meth is the hardest because like it legitimately releases like all the serotonin in your brain. Like You cannot feel better. So it makes your body want it even more.
0: Right. So you're going to have to listen to this book, buddy.
1: <laughs> uh, I'll, honestly, I'll listen to it on my way back. He's in, a huge meth advocate, to the city too. tomorrow.
0: Uh, but so what he said about addiction that I never looked at it this way. Like, I forgot what percentage of Americans. I want to say it was like 30%. It might not have been a percentage. It might have been a number. But I remember thinking that's a fuckload more than I thought. Admitted to doing illegal drugs on a regular basis, meaning more than once a month. Um, or at least once a month, I can't remember how it was worded, but basically we'll just say about a third of the population of adults will admit to doing illegal drugs, take weed off the table. That's going to leave like 10% maybe. I mean, a lot of people are probably just counting weed, but people don't count pills and then look at how many people we see in society that are functioning every day that do drugs. And like, you probably don't know how many people like go to a car dealership. There's three people not on drugs, go to a restaurant. There's two people not on drugs. Like there's a lot of places where almost everybody's on some type of drug. Um, those people are functioning just fine. Like I actually did a, a my quick pod thing that I started doing. I did one about functioning meth heads recently because these guys were clearly twacked out of their fucking mind, but they had jobs. And I was like, whoa, most not con- not most. It's really unfair for me to say most construction workers, a great deal of construction workers and oil field workers are on meth, a great deal of artists are on heroin. A great deal of the general population are on all kinds of pills
1: that are prescribed. So they say it's not okay, or it's I say, okay. Yeah, but like I know people can be functional, like meds right. and shit like that. So, like my ex's mom was one. And it was like, <laughs> it's kind of interesting that she'd be like finding spoons and shit around the house, and they'd be like, "Yeah, but she has a job. She's doing right. like, going, she's doing fine, making her payments." You no, know?
0: I'm saying like if they had pure regular amounts that they know they could get, I think. It's really hard to say. I know it would for sure fuck up some lives. I know for sure some people would be like, well, I would never try heroin, but now that it's not illegal, let's get fucked up. And they would love it and they would never go to work ever again. But (laughs) like, I know that that will exist or would exist. I get it. That is a thing. But I'm looking at it like this. If we could be just less weird about it and everybody knew what they were getting, I think a lot of people would go, okay, how is the best way for me to maintain a good drug habit? Like, I really do think people would look at it that way. They would go, what is the best way for me to go to work, not fucking lose my job, still do my fucking math? And they would do it in moderation. Or instead of smoking it, they would fucking take it in a pill form like Adderall.
1: If there was, like, uh, an advised, um, like, maximum amount you can take for your your height and weight, and then... Oh, yeah, control the
0: dosing. I would say it would be totally fair to have, like, a thing where... Where each place is registered with some kind of database, you scan a card, and you cannot buy
1: more than X amount per day or per week or something. In earning your high, like obviously, <laughs> we, like weed isn't like the something. I, it, I don't think it's fair to compare weed to like all these other like super fucking hard drugs. Whenever like I was I was it's, smoking a bunch, I was afraid like I was gonna get kind of lazy because yeah. like you know this is feel good, just fucking sit around, climb mountains and Legend of Zelda kind of thing. Like yeah, I, I used to tell myself I have to earn my high. And then, then I could you sound you know, like such a druggie. Like, well, like if you earn your high, you're not gonna let any of your like your life slip. You're not gonna like start right. getting lazy. And then you're just gonna you're still like you're gonna feel better about it whenever like you are you're Like, fuck yeah, I'm so fucking
0: productive. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, that's
1: the thing. I smoke while I do things. Like, I'm actually like my
0: favorite joints I've ever smoked are at the end of the day. I've done everything I need to get done uh all i have left to do is take a hot bath and hope i'm still fucking sober enough to fuck but, <laughs> like so i'll take an edible
1: we'd make sex better what are you talking it does about? but
0: have you ever like had an edible and then smoked two blunts and then took a bath
1: no <laughs> have you ever had someone like play with your hair or like wash your hair while you're stoned yeah that's the greatest Well,
0: not ru- like rub, like the little scratchy thing. No, like
1: go get in the shower together. Oh, no. Have them wash your hair while you're no, stoned off your ass. I no. can like, not suggest this enough. I've
0: had a nice little scalp massage, but never in the shower. But no, like if I have the right dose of weed to where I can barely fucking function, that's what I'm trying to fuck. <laughs> but, but there's a level past that that I will reach occasionally. But the point is, I don't know what the point is. Weed doses. Oh, earning your high... I will do shit while I'm smoking weed. Like, um, I didn't smoke a lot of weed when I built this room because I was scared I would fucking cut my hand off. Um, But what's something I do that I only do while I smoke weed? Jogging. What? Jogging. Yeah, I, I I had like three edibles today while I was like, okay. I didn't like want to say it out yeah. loud just no, because had, you don't want to like, like give it like a bad so no, reputation. Or no, whatever. nobody really cares because they they're they're there and they see me and they know I'm not that high. I take really small doses when I tattoo. Sometimes depending on how I'm feeling to uh, make myself focus better. I'll everything. say
1: some of the best tattoos you've done on me. Like you went outside, got <laughs> super fucking stoned, and you came back in. I, like you just had an entirely different expression on your face. I don't know why this stuck with me so much. And you're just like. Let's do it. Let, let's fucking do yeah, this. So, You're about honestly, to get the best tattoo.
0: <laughs> that's another thing about like legalizing drugs. I think if we de just said, fuck it, all drugs are like, we're just going to stop judging people. I know that's not a thing we can do, but if we didn't judge people and people use drugs the way I use weed, there is a time and a place for, I would say, a pill form of meth. I wouldn't recommend smoking it. I don't really know
1: what the thing with the teeth is, but he touches on that in the book. Pipe gets hot, melt your teeth. I don't think that's what it is. The, the glass carries the heat. Does it really get that hot? Yeah. The glass carries the heat and then you're holding it in your, in your.
0: Okay. D's. I'm going to just have to <laughs> trust you on that. I don't know. I don't know how people smoke meth, but the point is if it was like, let's say there's a time and a place for Adderall, not meth. It's so if you have pure methamphetamine and Adderall. They're literally like one molecule different and that molecule apparently doesn't make any difference in the effect of them and they have the same exact effect. Chemically, they're very similar, but like once they hit your body, there's apparently no difference between good pure meth in the same dosage and Adderall. So Adderall, like if you were a meth head, would be the smart version because like we know it's consistent and the same and that goes back to my thing with like legalize it and people do it. But there would be a time and a place where Adderall is good like college students use it all the time um professional gamers use it yeah all the time um emts they use it to stay awake and fucking do their best uh i want my emts on drugs but the point is there's a lot of people that use drugs correctly and those people are hiding the fact that they use drugs right now And I didn't even think about it until this book. I love this book. Like, he's covering, like, how many people do all this shit. I mean, he's a doctor and he does fucking heroin. Like, that's a pretty good example of, like, holy shit. Apparently, in academia, everybody's on drugs and they're all hiding it. And the thing is, like, I can attest to the amount of freedom and fucking comfort you feel when you just don't have to hide as much shit. Like, I have a list of, like, very few things now that I can't say into this microphone right now. Like, there's not much. There is some shit, like, I wouldn't want to... Give me an example. <laughs> Let me give you an example. <laughs> so this one time... No, I'm just wait. But, like, for the most part, like, if it's something I'm doing on a regular basis, you can know about it. My mom can know about it. It doesn't matter. My parents do not approve of the fact that I smoke weed, that I cuss, that I do tattoos, that I lick a vagina sometimes. Um,
1: so your entire personality... <laughs> yeah,
0: like... Like, name a thing that makes me who I am. My parents probably don't approve of it. My parents don't love me any less. I mean, my dad might not love me at all. I don't know. He's a very cold looking dude, but he seems nice. I don't know. (laughs) But my mom definitely loves me and expresses that. The point is, like, my parents are looking at it like they definitely don't like anything I do at all. And I'm still not, like, not, they're not like, you're not welcome at our house or whatever. I'm just the weird one. And... Now that weed's not illegal by state law, I can tell cops I smoke weed. That was pretty much the last thing. Like, you couldn't really be open about smoking weed because somebody might get a fucking wild hair and come try to search your toolbox or some shit and be like, oh, he's got a joint.
1: Like, now that doesn't matter. (laughs) I love those uh, old anti-weed commercials. Like, hey, you want to smoke a dude? Yeah. And the kid's fucking head explodes. Yeah. Yeah. The bitch is melting into the couch.
0: Well, that was... Okay, so another thing... You're going to love this book, little buddy. It covers a lot of the propaganda that went into everything. I didn't realize how much racism was intertwined with... I knew with weed. I knew when they initially made weed illegal, they couldn't have done it without calling it marijuana and making white people that don't like Mexican people hate it and want to just take something from Mexican people. I didn't know that there... I knew there was a little bit of like... A large black man smoked one marijuana cigarette and raped seven white women. I knew there was a little bit of that. Yeah. But if you look at that, he lays it out. He goes, okay, so Reefer Madness back in the day. And then this new drug, this thing, this thing. And there's like all these things. that They repeat the same fucking patterns. So like crack actually probably isn't as big of a deal as we both think. Not sure about the teeth meth thing, but... Meth, if you converted it to pill form, most people are already taking it, Adderall. Like, I think, well, I mean, I tattooed somebody today that was on Adderall, but like, I would say, it's hard to say a percentage, at least one out of five people that I can get to openly talk to me about drug use, say that they are actively on Adderall or Xanax or some, some benzo, something related to Xanax. Klonopin. the other day a dude told me he's on Klonopin. that's i think it's very similar to xanax right that's a benzo isn't it uh i think so like he takes colonopin instead of smoking weed but he's not opposed to weed and i don't really understand why but like the point is these are all fucking drugs and we all pretend that like one's better like i would have agreed with you literally until this book i would have agreed with you like we should keep weed in a different category now i think we should put all drugs in the category of drugs Everything is from coffee. Like, coffee's like... I would say coffee and weed are like, eh, everybody should fuck with that kind of drugs. And then, like, heroin and meth uh, and maybe cocaine are like on the other end of the spectrum. Like, maybe don't fuck with that unless you're really experienced. Um, But I... I think I will now and forever look at people that have a drug problem differently because of this book. I don't know how long it's going to last, but I think it's going to last forever. Like, I think I feel stupid for thinking that everybody on heroin's a loser. Like, I mean, I
1: never thought that. I always just I thought did. they were sick. Like
0: No, I, didn't, I don't think that's true either. I don't think they're sick. I think they made a choice to fucking do some heroin and they liked it.
1: I mean, like people with like heroin <laughs> problems, like I just yeah. think they have a disease, like they have an addictive personality, like... Like, I'm not right. afraid of, like, trying something. Like, I've, I've always, like, kind of wanted to try Adderall just to see, like, what are my limits? Like, how productive right. can I be? How focused can I be? Because so I lose my train of thought all the time. I know I yeah. won't get addicted to it. And well, But what if you do, though? Like I, I know I won't. I, literally, right. I cannot be addicted to anything. Like, right. oh, but that's like, a lie. But
0: Well, I'm saying if you did get addicted to Adderall... Like I can see a really weird path with math. I can see a really – like Adderall, I'm just like, well, eventually you have to go to rehab. But like what actually happens to you, not much. You're not going to start sucking dick for Adderall. You're not going to go You don't know me? (laughs) (laughs) Shit, I suck a dick for a lollipop, motherfucker. Uh, No, the point is like there's – because it's – and this goes back to like it's controlled. Because you could just go to the doctor and get more, as long as you have insurance, it's not going to be a huge thing. Where it's it's the things that people will do to get the drugs when they become super addicted that are usually the problem, not the actual drug itself. And the percentage of people that are addicted, again, I would have thought 80% of people that have ever tried heroin or actively do heroin are addicted. Most people that do heroin are not addicted. Most people that do math are not addicted. They just do it on a regular basis. If you can stop without any major withdrawal symptoms. And without having a like a fucking, you know, crisis trying to get back to it, if you can just go, hey, it's Wednesday, I don't do heroin on Wednesdays, <laughs> and, like people do
1: it though. <laughs> like on, on Wednesdays we do crack, on Wednesdays <laughs> we wear pink.
0: <laughs> on Wednesdays we do crack, <laughs> put it in my ass.
1: But, uh, um, fuck, what was I going to say? You, you that it, if I'm you took tray.
0: Adderall, you know you want to get addicted and you think you might get addicted to heroin? Like, I don't think either one of us has any plans to do heroin or whatever, right? We can go ahead and no, put that out there. No, that seems really intimidating. Right. Well, he snorts it, and he said most people don't shoot it. That's just what we get from movies. He said people do, and there's nothing wrong with it, but most people don't.
1: I mean, but, like, if you if you take in—this is what I was going to say. It just, like, kind of popped back into my head. If you're if you're taking, like, the amount of people who've done heroin, you're mm-hmm. not, like, including people who've accidentally done heroin. You hear stories all the time about people who've accidentally smoked weed laced with fucking heroin. Like, Yeah, people do dumb shit. And that's another thing, like, whenever, like, whenever you legalize all these drugs, like, if you go out and buy a fucking joint today, you're not going to worry about, like, what it's laced with. But, like, back in, like, the 80s, 90s, like, you're like, oh, well, you know, it might be laced with a little something, something. Like, you might, the walls might start melting, like, and I guess we already talked about this because the whole fentanyl thing, uh, if you legalize all these drugs, like, heroin, cocaine, blah, 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 like, it's it's not going to get laced anymore, like, you know, it's going to be pure, so... Yeah, there's a good argument on both sides. Like there's the argument
0: for if I can go to the store. Okay, example. I probably will never try cocaine. If I was the age I am right now and I didn't have kids and there was a cocaine store and I knew for sure it was pure, I would go in and be like, hey, so –
1: like, if I know, just I, wanted,
0: if I just wanted to know what it's like, you know, in ice cream places, are, yeah, the
1: little little it's like, oh,
0: Dog, let, <laughs> let me get Let me get some of that blueberry powder. Um, yeah, I would probably, I would probably consider trying it because I would be like, well, worst case, my whole life goes out of control, but it's my life. But the difference is I have kids. So it's not my life. It's theirs until they're 25 and then it's mine again. Right now I have no life. They have my life. <laughs> like, That's I don't so get to sweet. do drugs. <laughs> no, I don't get to do cocaine. I'm mad at those little fuckers. We're going to fight. But no, for real, like, I do see the side of that. And I I remember somebody put that argument out there a long time ago, like, well, if you legalize it, everybody's going to do it. And I was like, no, I don't think so, because I would definitely wouldn't fucking do math. But then I thought about it. I would probably, if there was a Coke store, I mean, I've never drank alcohol, though. It would
1: change so, like, drug culture, though, because, like, y- like, you know, like... Yeah, we'd have Kid, to have a new kids thing. Kids who are 15, 16, 17-year-old, like, drinking, smoking pot, yes. uh, using nicotine and all that. Pills? Because it's legal for... Yeah, and pills. Because <laughs> it's legal for adults and then people who are kind of within the same age gap as them are buying, that, buying yeah. it for them. It's getting passed down. Like, now people who are in that same age gap are going to be purchasing cocaine <laughs> and it's going to be moved down to these little kids and these kids who don't know any better, who don't know themselves and their personality are going to get fucking addicted to it. And congratulations, you're in fucking math class grinding your teeth... <laughs> Counting the the ceiling tiles. (laughs) All right, so and you're having withdrawals by seventh period. Like, (laughs) let me play druggies advocate real quick. How important are those kids in
0: that class anyway? (laughs) Can we not just let them get fucked (laughs) up? No, I mean, okay, I would say, I, I see a lot of problems that way too. I see, like right now, every 15 year old that wants a jewel pod can get a jewel pod. If you did the, they can same with weed. It's a little harder to get weed than a jewel pot, I'm pretty sure, because there's a few less people that are willing to give a kid fucking weed than a jewel pot.
1: It's so not fucking true. I was I was giving a fourteen year old kid weed one time. I even know he was fourteen. I thought he was my age. And like and then like one day we were talking about. A friend of
0: yours, allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly.
1: (laughs) Sorry. This is this is like for legal reasons, anything I say on this podcast is completely hypothetical. I don't leave my my house. It's a character you're playing. A, A character I was playing in a in a play. Was uh, getting weed from the main character because yeah. he was just like he's a he's a bigger guy like he yeah. like he looked like he was eighteen and then like the character eventually revealed that he was fourteen and the main character had like a mental breakdown for like twenty minutes and so it's like oh I guess it's not that bad I uh, I know a guy
0: that looks a lot like me that once was tattooing a sixteen year old when he was illegally tattooing was on his like third tattoo and found out the guy was sixteen dude had a beard and was like 64 but was a like a teenager and at this point that tattoo artist i'm referring to was illegally tattooed and anyway so basically just like fill out this paper i don't need a copy of your id i just want to make sure i don't go to jail and get sued at the same time um didn't even fucking think about it like i was like so uh i needed to you're how old are you now <laughs> and then years later uh I happened to see that guy at a coffee shop and he had a Rolex Datejust on it was pretty cool. I was like, dude, that's a nice watch. Really, was like, really? Yeah. At
1: one time, you yeah. may or may not have been tattooed illegally. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I was like, you remember that guy that you talked into the tattoo in your whole fucking chest and he didn't know you were a kid? He was like, yeah, that was fucked up. Huh? No. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was pretty fucked up, man. <laughs> but he's doing well now. He's rich, um, which is the only thing that matters, I've been told. So if you get rich, you get the bitch. If you get the bitch, you hit the switch. I don't know. But yeah, like so let's say there's not a solution to the drug problem. I think we can go ahead and agree there's probably not.
1: There's not a drug problem, there's a fucking people problem. Okay, there's not them- a
0: pro- there's not a solution to the people problem that involves them doing drugs. Yeah. Okay. Let's say we are the you're a governor and I'm a senator, and then we both have a brother that's a mayor of a small town. Not a small like a town the size of a lot. I got the allergies. Hold on. Classic. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> dude, no, it's like, dude, my fucking allergies have been killing no, me. Okay. But anyway, let's say we're in charge of Oklahoma and we can sign off on bills for the city of Lawton and we start with Lawton and we want to do an experiment in Lawton to see how we can improve the drug shit. Here's a few things I would throw out there and you tell me why not to and help me poke some holes in them because I'm not, these are half baked as fuck. Try the thing that they did in Sweden where they have, like, a place you can go shoot up with supervision, new needles, and all that shit. Where we give you new pipe, new needle,
1: clean place to shoot up, medical supervision, and then you can go to work. I mean, people... Sure, like, yeah, that, that'd work. And some responsible people would use that. But at the same time, no one's going to want to fucking bother to go do that. They're just going to be like, hey, like... What if we give you the drugs there for free? For free? You yeah. just We are getting... Okay, we give well, you free whoa. drugs, but you can only get...
0: What we would call a reasonable dose, and you can only get it twice per day. And you come in, and we will help you administer the dose.
1: That's fucking crazy. Like, I don't it's know.
0: crazy because it's ha- it's not something you've seen before. But like, poke some holes in it. Let's see what's wrong with it.
1: I mean, if it's free, like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> shit, I'm gonna do some drugs. I love free drugs.
1: I can't. I can't imagine how that'd play out because, like, any fucking crackhead or um, <laughs> any what? any addicted drug personnel. Uh, we'll just go there instead of wanting to fucking you know buy it
0: yeah but then you've shut down every drug dealer in one day it's
1: fucking and drugs are wild. so cheap to manage. what if the de- the fucking demand goes like way up and like you're just not like 24 7 pumping <laughs> just pumping the whole town
0: well that's why it's an experiment so uh,
1: i don't know i wouldn't that's that's too risky you're playing with people's lives doing that so like i wouldn't i'm trying to save their lives <laughs> You're trying to save some people's lives <laughs> by putting everybody's lives at risk? I don't know. Whose
0: lives at risk if everybody's fucked up on heroin? I don't
1: know. It's, it's like sometimes when things are, things can be too available. Like fucking, ni- <laughs> like nicotine. Like I fucking, I despise nicotine. You, like you don't understand. Like, I, I like d- blunts, so I guess technically I like nicotine. Uh-huh. I, I mean like jewels and shit. Shut yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> Just saying. A uh, little, little like, blunt never hurt anybody. Every time I see like a 13, 14 year old kid with like, like a little fucking jewel what you're or, saying is all 13 to 14 year
0: old kids so many of them dude, do dude it's like
1: half for real M- more i'm like you not think even it's really kidding. more than half it's really more it's than half it's a lot and it's, they're just
0: puffing it
1: it bothers me so much cuz i'm like you guys do not realize like how like you're just ruining your mental like you're becoming reliant on something right so early while you're still like developing and figuring shit out you're not going to know how to like handle your life when things get tough or when Things aren't available yeah. or things that you're used to. Like, it, it's just going to fuck you. Like,
0: yeah, there's one of the big things with a uh, lot of things people become addicted to. Um, this was pointed out recently, but have you ever heard of, uh, I don't even know his last name, his first name. His last name's Hamilton. Something Hamilton.
1: Alexander Hamilton. No,
0: Hamilton <laughs> pharma, Hamilton's Pharmacope is the show he has. But anyway, one of the things he he brought up that I thought was really interesting is a lot of people will take an antidepressant. Um, It'll work great for them. And then their life will still be in the same state it was. They won't work on themselves. They won't like, let's say my problem is every time I come home, Brandy hits me in the fucking dick and I just dread coming home because she always hits me in the dick. I mask the problem with the pill. I come home, she still hits me in the dick. But now you can't feel it. Now I can't feel it. It's great. The problem is if I never stop the fact that she hits me in the dick every day, then I can't stop the pill without going back to what it used to be. And now I know there's another option. So sometimes people get a form of addiction. That's not like what we would look at as addiction. Usually it's like, I can't continue my life the way it is right now without these pills that I've been taking to cope with the way my life is right now. Even though I used to, I can't fucking go back to that shit. It's or- like
1: someone like getting high. Like every time they get high, they beat their wife <laughs> and then they just say, well, every like when I get high, my marriage falls apart. I'm like, well, no, like, Every time you beat your wife, your marriage falls apart. If you get high, you use that as an excuse to let loose. What I'm saying is... Give her the old one, too. (laughs) Give
0: her the old pow, pow. If
1: if you have an issue
0: that you're able to mask with a drug and then the issue stays exactly the same and you never address it, and then you try to quit that drug, you still need the drug until you fix the issue. So, I mean, I could compare this to pain pillars, too. Like, Like, I was... I didn't like taking anything for my shoulder when I fucked it up because if I took something strong enough, I knew I would fuck my shoulder up. So like once I was old enough to actually make my own decisions and my parents weren't pumping fucking pills down my face, I wouldn't even take an ibuprofen. I'd fucking suffer all day because I'd go, if I move my shoulder in a way that hurts, that's my body telling me not to fucking do that. And I know how to not move my fucking body. And I stopped in, I stopped re-injuring my shoulder because I I would play hockey one-handed instead of trying to fucking shoot with a dislocated shoulder. And it's kind of the same thing. Like you're masking a thing and then you have the same problem over and over, but you have a way to deal with it. You take the thing away. Maybe you're not addicted to the pill. Maybe you're addicted to fucking not having to deal with your bullshit. And then you have like things like it helps you get to sleep. Like let's say you're taking benzos, you take Xanax or something and it helps you sleep. It helps you cope with your wife punching in the dick every day. And then you have a meeting tomorrow and you need to get up early and you can't sleep. You go, fuck, I guess I'll just take one. Because that's like, so it becomes more of a habit than a chemical addiction seems to be the real problem with addiction in most people. So if you take that factor out and then you take chemical addiction out, like I would say less than 1% of people would get addicted to most drugs. Like it's pretty low. But yeah, those factors, you, so you got to get your shit in order to do drugs. Goes back to earn your high. Like you're right, earn your high. You gotta be a fucking real grown up to properly do drugs. But grown ups aren't even fucking grown ups. Like, like I don't, don't know any grown ups that I haven't already acknowledged on this podcast a hundred times. Are very mature, cool people. Like, like I know a lot of people in their forties that are fucking babies. I know a grown ass man, 62, 63 years old. I shit you not. He hasn't changed since he turned twenty one. Like, not he hasn't learned a new thing nothing. That's going to be me. <laughs> no, no. You're on a podcast right now. Fucking discussing things. You're not going to fucking be trapped like that. Like you're okay. You're going to listen to this book, right? Yeah. I'm. I'm and then the if, drive home. if something we disagreed with or something that you thought I was crazy for saying, you hear Carl Hart word it better and more eloquently. And I will say, put it on 1.1 1. 1. and a quarter speed. Like don't listen to it on regulars because he talks kind of like this. Probably because he's but on heroin. heroin. <laughs> but, but he also has a more hood-like accent. So he says things like this mixed with knobs and... <laughs> and it's really fucking weird. Like the way he pronounces words like strength. strength. Like imagine hearing a guy that sounds really literate say, there is nothing that causes a human to have unhumanly strength.
1: You're like, what? You sounded all fucking like robotic See, and like, shit. Things like that don't like catch my ear anymore because my mom's Mexican and like. <laughs> Racist. She like, she'll be like yogurt and I'll be, but like, I'll, I'll hear in my, in my head, yogurt came out of my mom's mouth. But like, in like real it was like yogurt, like yogurt, do <laughs> you want some yogurt? <laughs> so like, I don't think about it anymore. It's just like, oh, okay. What word rhymes with girt? <laughs> And would fit into this sentence where yogurt. we're talking about smoothies. Does she hit you with her sandals? Joder, Albert, yogurt. It's fucking <laughs> yeah. yogurt. My mom's talking about yogurt. And like that, that process uh, happened to my brain in like half a second. So strength. Yeah. Like No, no, no.
0: You have a hard time understanding him. It's just very strange because the way that he speaks is eloquent while being ghetto as fuck at the same time. Um so he's like a A middle-aged doctor that grew up in Miami in the fucking hood. I don't really know how he got his way into school and all that shit, but he clearly did some fucking pretty cool shit. The reason he started studying drugs is he wanted to fix or help the crack epidemic. By the time he was halfway through his studies, he's fucking doing heroin, coke, all kinds of shit. Uh, Psychedelics I've never heard of. Fucking Poppin' Molly. He did—this is one thing. Okay, let's go back to drugs. I need drugs in my life. I would like to—let me get my leg up. I would like to do a small, like, okay, whatever they say is a normal dose of Molly. If if I bought Molly off of a drug dealer and he said, take one of these, I would want to cut that in half, give half to Brandy, take half myself,
1: then fuck. I heard it's really fun. Oh, yeah. It sounds great. MDMA just— Ups your sen- like it turns your senses to like 11s so like yeah this, like, also like this you're gonna couch be, yeah would be like orgasm. No, just I've, doing I've this. been around
0: a lot of girls that are on Molly uh in Wichita Falls when I was tattooing and I didn't realize they were on Molly until like the third or fourth one. But they would come watch their friend get tattooed and they'd be rolling their fucking balls off and I'm like this bitch got sunglasses. On. What the fuck is she doing? And then eventually I figured out how to identify a person doing Molly. Usually you can identify them by they rub your arm and say this feels great. That's usually how I know. If they rub your arm and go, your arm feels great, they're definitely fucked up on Molly.
1: I am going to do Molly one day. Like, yeah. That sounds fucking spectacular. But the thing is, okay,
0: so this goes back to legalization. I just trapped you. I didn't mean to, but I just trapped you <laughs> and I'm fucking reeling it <laughs> in. Where do we get Molly? You and I, regular, responsible people that want to try it once or twice, not make it a habit. Where do we get it? No, no, The, the shirt, drug, the drug dealer. The it at the end of cash. Huh? No, I don't. Dude, that guy, he definitely has Molly. <laughs> I don't want to buy it off him because it could fucking have fentanyl in it and kill me. Like people put fentanyl on everything these days. I want to buy it at the Molly store. I want to buy it at Molly Pops. Molly is, mud is us. (laughs) I want to buy it at Molly's R Us, Mike and Molly's, Molly's play place. I don't know. A place that used to be a daycare that was taken over by a Molly dealership. I want to go buy two tablets. and then just test it. Yeah, you can, but you can't test the whole thing. That's one thing I talked to uh, Summer that I had on like last week. I was talking to her about that. I want to figure out a way to get like bulk order test kits and just give them to people. Just like be like, hey, if you need a test kit for any drugs,
1: just come to my shop. Like Saturday is test kit day. Like you could like literally just like buy two pieces of MDMA, oh, two pills, mm-hmm. and then like cut them both in half mm-hmm. and then take one half from each and test both. And like if they're both like, hey, you're good, man. Like what if there's a little fit in all pocket in the other side? in the other side what do you like mean like what if there's a little pouch oh that and the guy you deserve to kill me if you're going to try that hard to put fentanyl <laughs> in what I'm taking you like you earned the kill congratulations okay, okay. like uav
0: well, <laughs> like... that was like with all the fentanyl shit that's been happening here i've just been like really fucking weird about like all my friends that do drugs that like everybody i know does drugs i mean i basically if you don't work at my shop you do drugs that's from what i know if you're not in the middle like list of people i know that don't do drugs and i'm not including alcohol or weed in these um people in the military people that work at my shop except for well i mean not including weed
1: people that work at my shop uh would you fire someone from your shop if you're just no. like if they're like hey andrew <laughs> by the way like I do a bump of Coke every day before I come in and it just helps me bang these tattoos out.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't want them to tell me because it would put me in a weird spot because Coke I don't think is great for production. But if, if they had been doing it for six months and I couldn't tell a difference, I would not, it wouldn't affect me. Yeah,
1: you know, you'd just be like, yeah. you hear something? And like stir your coffee a little bit and walk away. <laughs> yeah, be like, that's weird. You're mumbling. Yeah. I would rather, that's one of those
0: things I'd rather be blissfully ignorant to. But like, okay, let's say you worked at my shop and you said, Hey, I've been here a year and a half. I don't like hiding things from you, but like I started doing coke like six months ago and I literally just, when I go outside and smoke a joint, I just sprinkle a little coke on it and then I go and just a little, like a little bump and I do it twice a day and I've been doing it for six months. Have you noticed? I would be like, yeah. What did you, did you hear
1: something? Like, <laughs> like for real. You have a mumbling problem. Yeah,
0: I would just go, if it hasn't affected your work and I can't tell how it's affected your work, I think it would be irresponsible for me to judge you for being honest with me about a thing that you're doing that's not affecting your work in an negative way. Now, if it, if there was like, if you were fucking up tattoos sometimes and acting erratic and shit, I'd be like, I knew it. Like I have fire to do it for doing coke at the shop. Um, right. I also had a guy that did coke that worked for me for a long time that I never saw him do at the shop. I knew he did coke before he performed because he was in a band. I knew before he went on stage, he did coke, but he wasn't doing coke at the shop that I could see. I mean, he used the bathroom a lot. I don't fucking know what he was doing in there. He just
1: walk into he, a little room. he have got like a tattoo machine yeah. in one hand and then the <laughs> other hand, they got like a, a needle sticking out of their arm. Yeah, he
0: wasn't on heroin. I think we're good. But no, um, I don't think there's a lot of things that you could do with your personal time that I would ever consider a fireable offense um, that are not already super fucking big. I mean, like, if you were collecting child porn, yeah, I don't want you at my shop. But there's, like, so many things that, like, okay, let's say somebody, like, had a weird fetish where they like to take Molly shit in a fucking condom put it in the freezer finger blast their wife with it and then eat it together just don't tell me i don't really care what you
1: do as long as you're not doing it here i learned about an egg fetish the other day an egg fetish yeah people like will get like gelatin eggs or like egg castings and like Uh put them inside themselves like they'll stick them up their ass and they'll they'll lay eggs (laughs) like that's something they like doing okay
0: would you agree that almost every weird thing and every problem we have in America is like a boredom problem or an excess problem, not like a like problems used to all be famine related? Like, how do you find out? You like, how do you have enough time? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. This to find out,
1: like, had enough time to figure out he likes eggs in his ass. That, that's a fair point. Like, you have to be sitting around the house for a few hours. You'd be like, yeah, like it's like to open up like the, like the, the, the egg carton before you're about to make an omelet and be like, just like lick your lips and think. <laughs> What if? <laughs> All right.
0: If we could get my asshole loose enough to put an egg in it, it would be really funny to try to crack an egg with my asshole, like on a skillet. <laughs> just like,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, we have so many fucking things that are just, they are just born from boredom. And it's like, this is one argument where I think universal basic income would be cool. This is one argument against it that I agree with. Like, motherfuckers need to have something to do. We don't need motherfuckers bored putting eggs in their ass, freezing shit condoms and finger blasting their girlfriend. At the same time, if you're not hurting yourself or anyone, like... No, it's not (laughs) mentally good for
1: you to not have something to do. You're going to shove eggs in your asshole. I mean... Is
0: any happy person shoving eggs in their asshole?
1: I look at fetishes and sexuality on, like, the same level. Like, I just think, like... Being, being straight, that's just you have a fetish for a vagina. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Like okay, being, being gay, like you have, you have a fetish for like for penis. Like, no, you're getting
0: too woke, buddy. Here's the thing. Most people, I would say a fetish is when it leaves standard wiring you're usually people are born with. Usually people are born to procreate, right? Like that's why most people are straight. Like, or is it not? I mean, I don't know the psychology about it. I'm just saying, I think naturally most people... Are born with a predisposition to be straight. Like okay, it just yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason. Like 99% of people. What's the real ratio? Like 98, 97. It's no a lot. Clue,
1: but I think it's like three out of ten will be like either gay or bisexual. Three out of ten? Not sure.
0: I was like, I tattoo a lot. It's including people.
1: like women. Like, or like just being like asked, like, hey, Evan, oh, have you, you been like? That's not bisexual. You that's, ever kissed a girl? Or you like... know why
0: girls kiss girls?
1: Because to they're... get dudes. Oh. <laughs>
0: I'm just saying that's, when I was a teenager, every girl I knew was saying they were bisexual so that they could make out with a girl in front of me so that I would get turned on. So I would want to make
1: out with them. That's the only reason I ever saw the bisexual girls. Are I knew you sure? I... Cause like, yeah. if, if you look at like a man and a female are, like right next to each other, I don't know why I say man, male and female next mm-hmm. to each other. Look at the female, like very, very, <laughs> like not intimidating, no hair, no earthworm hanging off of them. Just like females are just naturally, they're pretty. They're better to pretty look at. like more yeah. more attractive like, with it and then men are just so like so less,
0: overwhelming hair
1: muscle less fun to look at yeah like
0: women of the human species are the males of the peacock species they're way more attractive to look at they're not boring to look at ever and they probably taste better um i made the last part up i agree with you i'm saying okay if you said maybe sexuality for a lot of people is just more fluid and it's really – there's just – that that would explain the bisexual thing with girls too. Like they just – anybody that's willing to make out with them that's, that's pretty or attractive or looks good to them in any way, it's fun to make out with people. That's probably a good portion of it, but there was a really big like spike in bisexuality whenever I was like 15 years old that went from like I had never heard of anybody being bisexual to literally every girl I knew except for like three – considered themselves bisexual. They all dated men. They only made out with girls at parties, and they only made out with girls if somebody was watching. Found that a little bit odd and showy. So I don't think that's currently the case. It was a fad or a trend that kind of went away, but that was actually a thing. Like girls would, to make a guy get excited, make out with one of their girlfriends, and then guys would be more likely to be attracted to them. And it worked. It worked on me it worked on many people I know. You see two girls that are
1: both cute making out, they both got cuter. I
0: have no idea why.
1: Do you ever feel like someone is either like gay or bisexual like me? Be- because <laughs> dealing with the uh, opposite gender, the build up to it, you know, of like getting comfortable enough with someone to, to be intimate with them is such a turn off or that you don't even want to do it anymore just cuz out of like their 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 genders like habits and typical like I never really thought
0: about that but that would explain the few people that I think decided to be gay I would say like most people I've met didn't decide they're they're gay they can't like oh shit
1: Victoria's Secret commercial I'm moist (laughs) yeah (laughs) no
0: like especially like it's easier for me to gauge with men because I know like the viewpoint of a male I know if you said hey here's a hundred bucks go fuck that dude I'd be like go fuck yourself Like, and it's not an ego thing. It's not because I couldn't, it's like, I would fuck a dude to save my kid's life or if I just hadn't fucked anybody in five years. But the point is like, I can't make myself attracted to a man. So I couldn't just go, I'm tired of bitches. I'm going to be gay now. So I don't think that's a very common occurrence. I think most people that are gay were born gay. There's no way out of it. They're going to be gay no matter what. I think most people Why do are like you say there's no way out of it, like it's a curse, like Cause, oh because no I I know an individual that's been trying to get out of it for about thirty years. Mm-hmm. He's probably thirty-eight. Um no, I I have a very close friend. We'll say friend. I know a guy, it's not me. <laughs> could be. No, he's older than me. Um he's been very noticeably gay to all people for as long as you could like, you know how there's, like, some kids where people are like, he's even a little fucking fruity when they're, like, five? Yeah. It's that guy. And he's been gay as fuck forever. There's no way around it, but he's trying to find an out. He's moved. He doesn't live anywhere near his family because his family wouldn't accept him. Well, half of his family, the other half's pretty cool, half of his family would not accept him for being gay. So he can't be gay around his family without fucking not being able- like, he would lose his whole family minus a few members – if he came out as gay, legitimately, they would not talk to him ever again. And he has gone as far as to like be engaged to a girl, date some girls. It's real weird because it's very obvious what's going Like everybody I know that knows him is like, yeah, no, he's gay. And he like, I think if you got him like tipsy and you're like, hey, dude, why don't you just come out? He'd be like, man, it's just hard to like tell your family. I don't think he would keep hiding it. I it's. It's fucked up. I feel really bad for him. Like, it looks
1: really sad. Do you feel like people who are in that position, or, or I mean, let's just, like, use him as an example. Like, whenever his family starts dying off, right? Mom, dad. Yeah,
0: I think when his mom and dad both die, his his siblings will get over it and he'll come out.
1: But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to ask. Like, yeah. do, you think, do you think he's, he's going to come out, like,
0: yeah. Well, I don't think he'll come out. I think he'll just bring. Um, I think he'll just bring a guy around and be like, "Hey, this is Jeff." <laughs> <laughs> like, What is Jeff? Do you? Oh, Jeff. We are roommates. Jeff, Jeff, kind of. Sucks my cock.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just my roommate.
0: But sometimes we get bored and we suck each other's cocks. You know, I don't think he would ever admit openly that he has a girlfriend or a boyfriend, but I do think he would bring his boyfriend around and just not acknowledge it. Like I have another person in my life that has a very similar relationship. It's not gay. It's just weird where they just don't acknowledge that they're dating, but they go on dates and they go on vacations together. They live together. They just don't acknowledge that they're dating because one of them is married. And it's like, you're clearly fucking dating. Like you live together, you
1: go out on dates. I mean, you like you're sure like this is a thing. Like you're. It's like been you're a not thing making for like twenty assumptions years. Assumptions here because like, no. what like, what assumption could I be making? What what if they're just like really close friends of like opposite genders? No, you know, I'm saying like,
0: that is possible.
1: That's possible. I'm just saying it's, I.
0: You know how I'm ninety eight percent sure you're in the room? I'm ninety nine percent sure those motherfuckers are
1: fucking. Uh, okay, because so, like I'm a firm believer in like friends, soulmates, you know, like someone Me too. you like you can absolutely just fucking like, Hey, yes. like zombie apocalypse. And you just fucking knocked on my door and said, Hey bro, I'm living here now. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna worry about it one bit. Like, okay, welcome to the family. Like
0: Yeah, no, I, I've, I've had a few of those and they happen to be female and, uh, that gets complicated really quick. So that's weird. But like the only people I've ever really connected with in a way that is completely non-sexual, like, like it's, I, I promise these people aren't like, I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to pretend we're friends so I can fuck you. Like, I've been really close with a girl randomly throughout my whole life. I had a friend named Brittany for a long time that we were like best friends. Like, I legitimately would have fucking killed for her or
1: jumped in front of a bullet for her, and I think she would do the same. And we were very close. Nothing sexual about it at all. See, like I have that. I have that same exact thing. I have a, I have a friend named Lily, and like we don't do anything intimate. We like right. it, it's there's nothing relationshipy about us, but like we'll talk about like. We just, oh my God, I fucking hate the world. Let's just, let's just run away, live in the woods off of the yeah. land.
0: Yeah, and you can have those weird, like, friendly, weird fantasies. Like, oh, we'll just, you, me, and three other people that we agree we could go, but those three people work for us. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, and we'll disappear. Yeah. Like, the, all that, there are people like that, and I believe friend soulmate is the right way to put it. Like, it's what people describe as the ideal spouse without the part where you want to fuck them. Like... <laughs> Like that's the only thing missing is you don't want to fuck them or you don't want to fuck it up so you won't fuck them. Those are two – like I've had relationships like that most of my life and then um, I got married and every girlfriend of mine I had disappeared overnight and like including Brittany and I was like, this is fucked up. Like we weren't fucking. Why can't we hang out? And it's like I didn't figure out until later. It's I thought that might have meant maybe I missed something and I'm really bad at reading people and for four out of five, that was the case. Like, apparently, they thought we were talking, and I thought we were talking. I hate that.
1: (laughs) I fucking hate talking. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, no,
0: I was like, we were talking, yes, we weren't talking, whatever the difference is. But Brittany, if I had to guess, I would say it was a thing where she was like, okay, so Andrew's married now. I can't hang out with him the same way, or it looks bad. It's bad optics. And that actually goes to, I shouldn't be judging that person and assuming they're fucking. Maybe they're not. Maybe... Maybe they do just live together because they're really good friends and she has sex with her husband who's in a different bedroom than her on a different floor of the house than her. Um, I'm throwing out some doubts still. I'm just saying there's still some doubt. But really though, that is a possibility and that is a thing like just like stigmatizing drugs or stigmatizing drugs, whatever the word is. I wish we could have a thing where males and females could have relationships without everybody assuming they're fucking.
1: It's like even whenever like male and female like really good relationships uh, I'm sorry, friendships end, it's not because of them. I feel no, like it's the always time. one of their partners. No, their it's, it's because like someone else. Yeah, yeah uh, people from outsider. the outside are always like, oh, when are you going to hit that? Or, yeah. oh, when you going to put a ring on that? Or, y'all a, y'all a thing yet? Wink, yeah. wink. I'm just like, it kind of like, it weirdens everything out. And like, you just kind of like get reminded like, oh, shit, opposite gender. Another and, or, reason like... to move to Ireland. But also. <laughs> what does that have to do with Ireland? <laughs> They're not judgy over there. You Uh-oh. can do whatever you want. Uh,
0: you could have a friend that's a girl in Ireland. Um, we can have that here too. No, man. you really
1: can't. It's. I mean, it's. It's. It's hard. <laughs> Trust. I'm gonna prove you. I'm a, like. I'm gonna hit you up in like <laughs> 30 years. I'm like, hey, yo, I'm still friends with this bitch. I'm like, no, hang I'm up not on you. saying you can't. I'm
0: saying I can't. Um, um, I've tried. I have a
1: hard time
0: um explaining relationships to other people and not looking like. Okay, if you say, "Hey, are you guys fucking?" Then I go, "No." And I look suspicious. And then you're like, "Why not?" I'm like, "Oh shit, why not?" Uh
1: See, I feel like the better <laughs> the better way to answer I'd be like, "Nah, man, like nah, like just like make it like make them seem like not cool for asking that question. Cuz it's, it's not cool to ask that question, but I yes. mean,
0: I have had a person do the not cool for asking that question technique on me about something really weird once, and that is an effective method cuz oh, so it'll shut you the fuck down. Were you
1: not cool for asking that
0: question? No, I was perfectly fair for asking that question. I'm always uh, cool. What the fuck yeah. <laughs> But no, it was really weird because the guy like spun it and I was like, shit, I can't say anything. <laughs> like, the thing is, I don't want to have to have a technique to shut people down. I mean, okay, so... In my actual friend group, since becoming a, a tattoo artist that's worth people wanting to fucking get free tattoos from, uh, I haven't had any like, I'm 100% sure you're my friend friends that are not female. I mean... Uh, I have a few people that I would say are really good friends of mine that I get along with well and they have enough money. I don't have to worry about it now. That's kind of like, that's cool. But like, to me at this point in my life, what a really good friend is, is just somebody I can text and tell them, like, I saw a dude get hit by a car today and it's freaking me out. And they'll be like, oh shit, that's rough, bro. Like that's like, that's, that's what I call criteria for being a friend. If I could tell you I saw something traumatic and you could agree with me that that was hard for me to see,
1: you're my friend. Like that's literally they reply. They're just like, "What the fuck? I don't care."
0: No, dude, I saw a guy get fucking. So I didn't see the guy get hit. I saw a guy's brains splattered all over Gore Boulevard once, and it fucked me up for like a year.
1: Oh yeah, my my dad saw that guy's body. Yeah, I saw his
0: brains and his fucking. I saw half of them It was fucking terrible, dude. And his motorcycle was purple. My machine was purple. I know it sounds like no connection. Every time I went to work, I saw the purple fucking machine, and it's the same shape as a motorcycle tank, and it freaked me the fuck out. Like, sounds so silly. I had nobody I could tell that, and they wouldn't just be like, why does that fucking matter? Because that's weird. Apparently, it's weird to not like seeing people dead.
1: See, if someone told, like, no, I I have a phobia of dead things. I legit, I cannot fucking stand dead shit. My cat brought in a dead bird one time. It took me like two hours to get out of the house. Like, I was poking with the broom, like, inch by (laughs) inch and running away. Like Okay, so that's not where I, it's not even
0: that I saw a dead body. It's that I saw a person's body that used to be a living person that's not a living person anymore, and that fucked me up. And then also, like, the gore of it, and then also realizing had he worn a helmet might have survived and all the different little things fucked me up real close that same time i was being charged with multiple felonies and thought i was going to prison so it was a really rough time for me um and i didn't i didn't have anybody i could talk to about it like i tried to talk to everybody i knew and they were like yeah who cares see like like,
1: if you if you told me that like on the inside i'd be like oh that's really weird like like out of all the things like to like get like ptsd from like what, what would it be that but like on the outside i'd be like you know, I get it, man. Like everybody, everybody... Uh, Processes things differently. Yeah, think things click for people in different yeah. ways. In the same way, like you might think I'm fucking crazy for not being able to push a dead bird out of my house. Right.
0: Yeah, I would just get a Ziploc bag and fucking... I cannot, no, bag. that yeah. like,
1: that genuinely bothers me just hearing you like talk no, about doing but that. But that's
0: the thing, like you're acknowledging that it's okay for us to be different and we can just be like, yeah, that's your thing, this is my thing. Like, I do not want to see a person's brains ever... I definitely don't want it. Like the thing is, okay, so when uh, my brother would be a really good example. We see death totally different. He saw the same accident. He's he he works in a field where he sees a lot of death. So it doesn't bother him near as much. But um what I see is the shell of a person that I'm assuming had kids, definitely had a parent or two, had a relative or something. I'm seeing something that affected at least 10 people in a really negative way that's the only thing left to like see what's there is just a chunk of flesh. Like, so the the connections to that person's life and that life being lost is what fucks me up. It's not actually like the gore of it. And then you add the gore in, it's not great. Like, I, it really fucked me up. Like, it, I mean, okay, I've had more than one person attempt to murder me. Didn't fuck me up. This fucked me up. Doesn't make any sense. I've had crazy shit happen to me. Nothing has ever fucked with me the way that that fucked with me. Like there's been things that fucked me up a little different and I mean, maybe just as bad. It really
1: fucked me. I don't know why. Blood and gore is a very like natural. Uh, okay, let me like you know how like a, a dog hears like a loud noise or they, they see another dog like bark or show their teeth. That's like oh shit, I should get away. This guy's yes. about to fight. Blood and blood and gore is a very a very primal instinct for humans is just like hey something's wrong this yes. isn't right that should be inside like right and whenever you see that for someone else who's absolutely like so fucked it's just like your your caveman brain going oh shit yeah something's wrong if you stay here you're gonna be like that guy and i feel like that's where a lot of fear of gore comes from
0: it also didn't help that yeah the the fear of gore is the thing that like made it worse the guy dying was already bad enough and then it's like seeing that i was like oh Like just, okay, I've seen uh, like a guy's feet. They had like a, it's not a body bag, but like a tarp thing. And I just saw his feet. There was like, he got hit by a car. I was driving by and I was like, oh, fuck, he's dead. And it fucked me up kind of the same way. But it was like, I only know that there's a person under there. This is almost the equivalent to like reading it in the newspaper with a little bit of evidence. We're seeing like really knowing it happened by seeing brains is really weird. Um the thing that definitely made it weirder is I was, I had to eat, like, I, well, I didn't have to eat. I had to at least sit through a meal because I had told my kids we were going to eat at back porch and it was right in front of back porch and we're pulling in and I was like, well, shit, they didn't see it. So I had to like almost try to play it cool and it, I didn't do well. And like, I mean, we're talking months. Every time I saw my machine, I was like, fuck, <laughs> like I started wrapping it different so I didn't have to see the color. Like it was really weird. And everybody that knows me thinks that's crazy. They're just like, why would that matter? And like, I mean, it also sounds really weird. Like, okay, now I would talk to Jason and he would totally get it. He'd be like, yeah, man, that's fucking rough for you. But guess what?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like purple, so fuck you. (laughs) No,
0: he's been to war. I saw a dude that got hit by a car. He's been to fucking actual war. Clearly what I'm seeing is nothing compared to what he's seen. And he's alive. Uh, He's dealing with it. Great. But the point is, like, he's one of those people that you could go, like, be like, hey, I don't know why, but I saw a flower, and it was too yellow for me, and it pissed me off. And he'd be like, wow, I got some weird shit like that too, man. Man.
1: (laughs) Like, like he'd just be, like, really supportive. Um, But uh, Death is really something that, like, almost blindsides uh, me and a lot of other people, because, like, you kind of forget that you die. I, just, I don't,
0: I think about death every no, minute. I, no, I know, I think, I think <laughs> about
1: it a lot. I'm like, one day I'm going to cease to exist and this is yeah. all going to seem like a blink from like the point of time, like how long I've been dead and for how uh-huh. long it's been Have since i kid. lived. So it's going to feel like a, <laughs> it's going to literally feel like a blink. It, it just, I, like, I literally got like, I had an existential crisis trying to go to sleep the other night. It was fucking wild. And whenever I'm throughout the day and I'm distracted and doing whatever, like sometimes like I'll just see like the slightest thing that reminds me like, hey, I'm going to die or like time's <laughs> passing. And, like, I'll, I'll have to, like, stop for a little bit, and i am like, holy shit, I'm just not... I'm really just not going to be, like, think or move or do anything. I'm going to fade away and those last moments. going to be terrifying. I'm yeah. going to be, like... That, for some reason, doesn't bother me, it but it does motivate me. me. That's the thing, like,
0: I... Okay, I've brought this up to multiple people that I would consider very intelligent. I don't know how to word it. Otherwise, I think they would get what I'm saying. But I don't think most people are consciously aware of the fact that they will not be alive at some point like the way i worded it the first time talking to somebody is like i don't think most
1: people realize that they're dying i I get that like you think that they think the end of the world for them is the end of the world for everyone like they just just, don't this is just like a tv show for them it's
0: either that or it's just un. it's just in the back of their head they just don't put any emphasis on it because and the reason i say that is not because i think like if you ask somebody hey will you ever die would they answer Of course, yeah, they would answer, of course. They would say, yes, I will die. I get it. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the way people live their lives, if you just look at what people do and how little things they do that they enjoy and how little things they do that contribute to other people's happiness and how little things they do that contribute to the greater good of the world, if they knew a deadline, if you told them you will die in six months, they would do some shit. Like anybody that's sitting around the house fucking trying to figure out how to get an egg to go in their asshole probably is not thinking about death enough. (laughs) Like I really do think that death is, I think the fact that the reason humans are so different from all other animals is because we're aware that we die. The reason that we innovate is because we're aware that we die. The reason that art exists is because we're aware that we die. The reason we procreate we're aware that everything we, we do is just we're, dealing we're,
1: with death. Like, yeah, we're always doing something to go. Okay, well, when I die, this thing at like, least I was comfortable. At least I was rich. At least right. I I expressed my feelings. Yeah, that,
0: like, like you're like you don't even think about like why we do the things we do. But you look at something like cave paintings or whatever. They might have been to communicate to each other. I think a little part of that is like, hey, I'll be dead sometime soon. This fucking drawing's gonna be here longer than me. And maybe something that I can do after I'm dead will be substantial because I haven't done shit yet. Like I think people don't put enough emphasis on their own mortality. Like,
1: I've never understood the idea of people just wanting to create like a long-lasting legacy, like I don't get. I'll go on after them. Like oh, I need to have a kid so the family name will go through. I'm yeah. like, well, it doesn't matter to you like at all. I like, will be dead. After, after you're gone. Like sometimes I. I don't want to have kids because, like, I think about how afraid I am of death and, like, how, how it, oh, like, yeah. totally trips my world out. I'm like... Kids will fuck you up. Sure. Like, by, <laughs> by bringing them into this world, like, I'm giving them this the privilege that is life. Like, they get to yeah. feel and exist and experience all these things. But at the same time, like, I'm putting all this unconsented emotional baggage on them, which is mortality, religion, yeah. uh, morals, et cetera, et cetera. Or like, well, you could
0: look at it this way. You didn't make the baby, you just nutted in their banging ass mom. And And then then, the baby came out, and the baby
1: made itself. So, So like, that's gonna scare me when I have kids, man. Like, like, you you don't have
0: to have kids, it's that's a huge, like, okay. I don't think societal pressure had anything to do with the timeline at which I had kids or anything. Um, but I do think I, well, I know I've met people that would not have kids if not for pressure. Just like people are like, when are you going to have a kid? You're getting kind of up there. Like I know people that just, when they were like 30 decided they have to have a kid cause their mom won't shut the fuck up. That's not going to be me. No, but. that's not a good idea. But the other thing about like legacy and all that, I've never understood naming your kid after you. Like last names are cool. Like, I have a boy, and if tradition is the way it's worked previously, then, like, there's a good chance somebody with the last name Patterson younger than him will exist later. But uh, my oldest daughter is such a fucking boss, she's probably going to fucking make a dude take her name. (laughs) So, like, it might work even if I didn't have a son. But the point is, like, I never really put much thought into that until I saw other people focusing on that. And what I think that is, is people realizing that they've already given up on doing something worthwhile with their life, so they're going to pass that responsibility on so they can just get drunk and play golf.
1: Maybe that's them trying to like inflate their egos a little bit. Like, Yeah, they're going, I matter
0: because later on, something I made will be doing something
1: big. Also, it's an excuse to not have to do your own thing now. If it was me, it was like, oh, well... Burtons are so fucking special. I'm a Burton and Burton, like Burns are so fucking cool. We cannot let this bloodline of Burtons die. Like, oh no, I don't, I, I'm not. I, yes, you're right, but fuck that.
0: Pattersons are lame, dude. (laughs) Like you got, let's name cool ass Pattersons. Brylin, Asher, Mila. Those are the only cool Pattersons. They're all younger than me. Pattersons before me have sucked. My grandpa's kind of cool. My great
1: grandpa was really cool. He's a farmer and he like built shit out of metal, but yeah. You can't tell me Mr. Bill isn't the coolest motherfucker you've ever That's met. That's my grandpa was saying yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: He's cool. I fucks with it. <laughs> We're cool. But no, like, he's a cool old Air Force guy that did some crazy shit. And he's interesting. And he definitely left a huge legacy of a billion fucking grandkids. And, like, people will know who he is when he's dead. I don't think he gives a fuck about that. I think he did enough shit. He doesn't need that. Like... The point is, I don't think the Patterson name
1: itself is what matters there. I think Bill Patterson's life is what matters there. Yeah, like he's he's content with his own achievements. Yeah. yeah, I mean... Sure, it's kind of cool that all these people are like praising me, but it's just a sign of what I've done. And I'm already already comfortable with my place in the world. He's also batshit crazy. He is absolutely batshit crazy. (laughs) And that's why I adore him.
0: Dude, he like... Okay, I've known him since I was born. There was a time where he was completely fucking coherent and he still had like really cool stories, but even at his like mentally not, he wasn't old enough to have anything related to dementia. Like when I was younger, uh, he was still weird and he would tell you a story and then when he makes a point, I can't do it when he puts finger in his mouth and pop it and then swirl it around like a corkscrew (laughs) on his head. And that meant he made a point. Like, he's a peculiar dude. And people are always like, your grandpa was so fucking cool. I'm like, oh, he is fucking cool. But, like, people wonder why I'm weird. <laughs> like, he has something to do with it. But uh, his wife, Grandma Darlene, rest in peace, uh, baddest bitch alive. Like, she was cool as fuck. Um, my, my wife and then my cousin Matt's wife recently were discussing that they never got to meet Grandma Darlene and they missed her by, like, months, maybe a year. And she, I would say she was like 30% of my parents was grandma Darlene. Like, I mean, I have two real parents too, but she was probably a bigger influence on me than any person ever. And mostly all she did was be nice, get me a milkshake, tell me not to judge people just for being poor. Like that's pretty much all like she just oh, she grandma. just corrected shit. Like you'd just be like, hey, why is that guy wearing all old ugly shoes? Like, hey, you didn't buy your own shoes either. <laughs> like, she just put you in your place in a way that was really cool, in a way that was like loving. Like she would she had a thing that okay, for her, I think she would be another person that didn't need to worry about her legacy because she knows we will talk about her this way later because she was so fucking cool. But if she did it to make a legacy, then like, it, then it not, wouldn't
1: work. It's not genuine anymore. It's right. not raw. Like she wasn't like yeah. a a great person. She, she was, was a, raw. Like <laughs> she was a person who wanted a legacy. Therefore, acted like that. Like yes, same
0: thing as if you donate to charity so you can post it on Facebook. I'm glad you donated, but it doesn't count.
1: Well, <laughs> like when celebrities do it, I understand because like.
0: It promotes it. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, like, I think celebrities should do it. I think that's good. And like, I think anybody judging anybody for, for the way that they boast about donating something should shut the fuck up. Yeah. If they haven't like, also at least donated so, something. At least yes. they're doing it. Like, I agree with
1: that. But like middle class fucking Daniel Bob, Bobson. Let's just say it's me. Let's just
0: say I donate $1,000 to the women's shelter tomorrow and I post on Facebook and say I donated
1: $1,000 to the women's shelter, which I didn't do. But let's say I did. At least finish it off with, join me, and then drop a link.
0: I would say that's good. I would also go as far as to say, as long as they got the $1,000, who fucking cares if I'm a douchebag? Like, Like, that's... I have an argument on both sides of everything, which is a problem. Like, I would be a terrible politician, because I'd be like, well, death penalty, yeah, that dude fucking murdered people. Well... (laughs) A jury of his peers, because the jury looked pretty fucking white. I don't know. Um, let's not kill him, but let's let's put him in a box where men will rape him forever, I guess? Like, I would, I'm terrible about that, but it's because I don't think that anything is black and white. Like, I really do, like, look at it that way. And I'm just, uh, you know, I'm not going to get mad at anybody for donating to a charity or being a douche about it. Like... So there was a guy named Batman I used to tattoo, and he gave everybody he came into contact with a $100 bill. Like, it was weird as fuck. He didn't make more money than I do right now. (laughs) He was broke
1: as fuck? I was like,
0: what the fuck? Like, at the time, I made less money than him, but I did the math. There's no way he was making what I would call a good living. He was doing okay. I was poor. But he would walk into the tattoo shop... (laughs) Make us do some stupid-ass tattoo. His girlfriend would get some stupid-ass tattoo. would price it. he give us each a $100 tip. If one of our friends was behind the desk, they get get $100. You go to the strip club. Every person working $100 bill. I asked one day, why does he do this? I didn't ask him. I asked somebody else. I was like, what the fuck? Like, is he like a multimillionaire or some shit? They were like, no, he's really rich, though. He does some oil field shit. He's really, really, like, really rich. I looked up. He had a job in the oil field. That you can look up for the company how much he gets paid. It's not great. It's not bad. It's good. Good job. I would compare it to like Goodyear. Like, actually, I would compare it to first year of Goodyear, not career at Goodyear. <laughs> the point is, it's okay money. He's doing better than most people that are his age. That's cool. The only reason we could gather that he did this was not to help these people out or be generous, but just so that he was the guy that gave you the hundred dollar bill. And it just—he just was buying being
1: cool. Maybe that can come around someday and be like, like he really needs help, and someone recognizes him. It's yeah. Like, oh, you give me... <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was like a—I saw a YouTube video about an NBA player that's homeless.
0: I was like, whoa! I don't want to watch this. I saw the the—I didn't watch the video. I was just like, fuck. Thumbnail, yeah. But um, if he—if I did see him on the street at some point, and I had five hundred bucks in my pocket, and he was homeless, I would give him the whole wad even though I thought he was the douchiest motherfucker ever because I would feel like I owe it to him. Like, he gave away his fortune,
1: and that's why he's broke. And he's got somewhat of a legacy now. Like, yeah. you're like now you're talking about him on a fucking podcast. Like,
0: yeah! who's a so, real loser
1: here now? Right, that's what I'm <laughs> saying.
0: So it did something. It did. And the thing is, like, I could say, what an, a douchey fucking asshole. Or I could just take the $100 and say thank you. Like, it's a really weird topic. But I talked to one of my cousins about it about a year ago. I tried to do a charitable giveaway, I tried to do a thing where to enter the giveaway you have to donate to a charity, and it flopped harder than anything I've ever done. I mean, I literally got zero entries, and I I text a guy from or I DM'd a guy from the kids jujitsu gym, and I was like, hey, like I know you said you couldn't quite swing the price for this tattoo in the timeline, like he was like moving or something. I don't remember the details, but I remember just going, hey, if you want a fucking really good deal on one, enter this contest. I'll draw it as soon as I have one entry. Like, that's how I got a winner. I had one entry, and it was the guy I tattooed. I, I, so uh, all he had to do was donate money to any charity of any amount or do volunteer for any charity and just have some type of documentation. I even included in the post, you don't have to post it. You can send it directly, directly to me if you don't want to seem boastful. Um, my theory with it was, Get people addicted to the feeling you get when you give something to somebody that needs it.
1: I'll say that that works because like back in I think twenty eighteen, like X started doing a hashtag helping hand challenge Who? uh XXX on the Oh, I thought you meant DMX. I was like, damn. I mean, DMX, yeah. Uh, <laughs> smoking crack. He started doing it? something called the helping hand challenge where like he recorded himself, he went to Walmart, spent like mad fucking money yeah. buying guitars, school supplies, PS4s, TVs, blah blah, blah everything a fucking kid could need went to an orphanage and gave it to all these kids personally and sat down and talked with each one of them. Right. And he recorded it and started the Helping Hand Challenge and he challenged everyone to do it and the winner would spend a day with him and yeah. uh, blah, blah, blah and like hang out with him for a day and have dinner with him. One and, person did it? Uh, <laughs> no, like a, lo- a lot people, like, a lot of people did it and now, now that he's died every year on his birthday, all his friends go out and do that sl- like, same exact shit. Oh, that's cool. And they'll still hashtag it like Helping and, Hand Challenge. Like and, that one thing went like so far. Yeah.
0: And that's where I'm saying, like, the the thing you said where celebrities, I agree, should. I think it's best if they do. I think silently donating is the, like, honorable thing to do. Like, if you're trying to just give money for the right reasons, I've I've told my kids this and I've tried to show them in certain ways, but I do think it can taint the, the intentions of it. Like, I think if you said, I want to actually give this person $100 to help them out and you and that person are the only two people in the whole world that know about that $100, you don't even tell your fucking girlfriend, then that has to be genuine. And you can at least know, like, inside yourself, you can look at it and go, okay, for sure, the only person I could have impressed is the guy I gave the $100 to. So it couldn't be for me to show off. It's literally just for me to help that guy. It's doing good to do good. It's doing good to do good. And I don't think it's a thing that you need to do... I don't think it's a requirement. I'm just saying, like, if... Depends on why you want to help people out. But if your motivations are super impure and fucked up and you just want to help people out to be fucking famous, that's fine. You deserve to get famous if you help enough people. I don't give a fuck. It's
1: like MrBeast, that one YouTuber who just, like, he just gives away all of his money he earns from, like, his YouTube videos. Oh, I have
0: no idea about that. That That's
1: You would love him. You need to look him up after this. He just... He gives away... Like, you'll go to, like, stores and he'll buy every item in the store... And he'll go to the Salvation Army and donate it all. Like that's crazy. There was a there was a guy one time he got called out
0: on YouTube for giving people uh, prop money because well it, that's the noise I made too. Don't worry, it's good. So he was giving people like ten thousand dollars cash, but he's giving to him a prop money on camera. Like he would like run up to you and be like, "Hey, surprise! Here's ten G's. That's all you, dude." And then like make a video out of it and just get the reactions. And he did give the people $10,000, but he gave it to them in the form of a check so that he didn't get fucking robbed. The reason he had the prop money was so he could just say, oh, dude, we're shooting, like, yeah, take it. But we're shooting a video. That's like $1,000 worth of money, even though it's a whole bag. Like a huge bag of money might cost him $1,000. I don't know. I'm probably not even that. But a big bag of prop money is not a big deal. A big bag of real money, huge fucking deal. He did give away the actual amount that he portrayed in his videos, but the money he handed them in the video-
1: There's nothing wrong with hyping it up like that. Right.
0: Well, and that was the thing. It was like, he did that for a video and then he made enough money off the videos to counteract it. So basically what he did is he worked. His job is YouTube. He worked and then gave everybody half his income while he was doing it. Like people are like, well, he made money off the video when he because he got a bunch of views. Yes, he did. He gave somebody ten thousand. If he got ten thousand dollars worth of monetization off of the video, that's fucking fine. He made twenty thousand at some point. Half of it's gone. He gave it to you. You got it for free, and that major fucking life. You're telling your friends
1: for six months about it. I can't imagine like complaining about that. Like, yeah, no, even, even people like six nine. Like I fucking I despise six nine. I think he's scum of the earth. Like. Uh, dude had sex with like a thirteen year old girl. Like,
0: also, I saw a thing on a, a picture of his face recently. He looks like he's got like an Abe Lincoln thing. Yeah, going he has on.
1: a beard, and it's it's god awful. Okay, go but, ahead. Uh, he, he was doing videos for a while where he's going back to his old neighborhoods where he grew up, and he was just giving people money like left and right. Like, yeah. sure, it's only like a thousand dollars, but when you're like in poverty, like, you know, like yeah. that fucking means the world to you. And he's just handing it out left and right, and like. I'm not going to sit there and complain about it, like Oh, he's a piece of shit, but I'm just going to keep fucking scrolling. And next thing he posts, that's just normal stuff. That, that's when i am right. like, hey, like you fucked the kid. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if Bill Cosby wanted to give me $20 million, I would probably try to do something good with half of it to untaint it, but I'd take it. <laughs> Most definitely. But if he said, hey, here's $20 million I think you're a good egg, I'd be like, oh shit, I done fuck that. Why does Bill Cosby like me? I'd be, like be checking out my, out the my rest drinks. Of
1: your-
0: <laughs> Ah, uh, I think Bill Cosby is a good, uh, good ender for a, t- a podcast. I think a Bill
1: Cosby joke Bill Cosby, is a wonderful uh, end of the podcast. All right, go donate to charity, you yeah, fucks. Go, be like,
0: cool like me. I gave money to a charity when I was four years old.
1: No, I'm just joking. I don't think I did. Literally, go on like a GoFundMe or whatever. Find some. Don't even
0: do that. Fuck GoFundMe. Fuck other people. Keep all your money. Snort it. Do cocaine. Burn it. It's not. It's
1: not. It's not about the money. It's about the message. Money's not even
0: real anyway. Yeah. All right. Bye bye. <laughs>